Hello and welcome to the inaugural Wet Socks Snow Skate Podcast. I'm Eric Frick, here with Andrew Nelson, and on the line, (laughs) via Skype, we have snow skate historian, YouTube enthusiast, and could be a little bit of a punk, Zach Alward. (laughs) Zach, how you doing, bud? What up? Hey, quick question. I almost cut out. Did you say I'm a little bit of a fuck or a little bit of a A little bit of a punk, but I guess both applies. Both do apply. So I was like, oh, I'm not really offended by either, but... (laughs) Just needed a little clarification. Right, right. Well, welcome. Wait, are we, are we, are we calling this podcast Wet well, Yeah. This podcast Wet Socks? Is yeah, that... the Wet Socks No Skate Podcast. Okay, I can get into that. Oh, yeah. It's like the one thing we all share as snow skaters. Oh, very, it's that very feeling. True. That feeling. <laughs> so, Zach, we're, of course, going to get into your snow skate career and whatnot. But before we get into that too deep, we need answers on your pajama pants. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Stefani's listening. He's like, "Yeah, let's hear these." Yeah, <laughs> reason behind that. <laughs> was it about style? Was it about warmth? I mean, it seemed really impractical. Like snow would just no. like basically attract to it. I mean, I I just need to know the reason behind this. It's funny that you literally used the word impractical because the first thought that came to mind for this answer is it was practical. Really? <laughs> you would think they weren't warm, but like right. I don't know. Maybe I was just at that age where I was like, I'm going to wear pajama pants. I don't know. I mean, it was it went, it went on for years, for sure. It's comfortable, number one. You can be, like, extremely mobile, so that's good. But hmm. they were surprisingly warm. I mean, it wasn't even just, like, I would wear them underneath my pants. I mean, I would do that from time to time, too. Because that would make but sense. I would wear but... those only, and it was so comfortable. And, I mean, all my friend group was doing it, too. Like, this crew we were snow skating with at the time. <laughs> I mean, they were doing it. So you're I mean, more you of ask a... them, and they'll probably say the same thing, surprisingly warm, and look awful on film. <laughs> you're a snow skate fashion icon. I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, some people like to say that. Most people probably just would talk shit on it, a.k.a. Nick Stefani. But... <laughs> Calling people out within the first three minutes of the Snowskate podcast, but no, I love it. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to throw them under the bus. I, I know. One I know. subtle thing one time, and I was just like, what, dude? Um, <laughs> I guess I'll never do that again. <laughs> oh, that's he funny. Just, he was totally right, too. That shit definitely needed to go. It looks so dumb in film. I was young, <laughs> and I had no idea. I don't understand, like, why it mattered. That, yeah, like, totally before I met right. you, that was the first thing that I thought of you was, like, the kid that snow skated from the UP in pajama pants. Like, that was your <laughs> defining least... thing back in the day, back in the early ambition <laughs> forum days. <laughs> At least I was known for something then. Maybe I need to bring him back so people can have, like, a claim to fame. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Let's go back, though. Let's talk about how you first got into snow skating. Oh, boy. You just want me to just tell us a story up, get into it. Yes. Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> all right. From the all right from the beginning. Yeah, it was one of those things. I feel like how every person ever got into like skating or snow skating or whatever it might have been. You just have like that neighbor that's doing it. And you like, you know, you hang out with your neighbors when you're a kid, or at least if you had neighbors. And yeah, he like ordered. It was a premiere. It was, uh, I don't, I wish I could remember the actual model of it, but it was a white plastic snow skate. It was super thin. There's no way it was like even wider than like seven inches. Mm. And he just had one one winter, like, and he was just like making like little ramps in his back porch and things like that. And we had skated a little bit in the summer together. Like when I mean skating, I mean like we'd ride our skateboards, couldn't do anything else. But Mm -hmm. he had a a snow skate that winter. And I, it's like, all I remember is like us like riding off his deck and things with it. And I thought it was like the coolest thing because 
on like a skateboard i just couldn't get hurt so i think i was like more comfortable on it and then mm-hmm. i don't know what happened i don't remember like how much we rode it that winter or anything like that i just remember it was like a white and black premier snow skate and after i saw that i was like i think i wanted one was it the? I got one right away. Was it the really, really? You said it was like the lo, like the long, skinny ones. Was it the ones that yes. like flexed a lot, like just a ton? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I had the same this, one. I had to be in fourth grade, so that would have meant this was like in two thousand two, maybe. Okay. And mm-hmm. so wooden snow skates definitely weren't even. A th- I don't even think they're around yet since I think mm-hmm. what the first wooden snow skate was oh three. So this was definitely even before wood snow skates, and the plastic ones at the time were super thin and long. It's like all mm-hmm. I remember. Hmm. And I don't remember much else, but just like I was like riding it in his backyard and things like that. And I, like I said, I just thought it was really fun. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't even till like years later that I actually even asked for one or got one. I don't remember like what happened exactly in that time span. I think maybe I actually like started getting into like skateboarding a little bit more. And then I was like, oh, I need something to do in the winter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was. It's definitely like my first. That was my first exposure to a snow skate, and I thought it was pretty cool. Also, I, I think I had, like, plastic snowboards at the time, like every other kid did, too. Oh, the and Kmart boards, like, yep. Extremely cumbersome to, like, strap in all the time and things like that. Like, we had some hills around our house, but I think I liked the idea of just, like, doing it in our backyard real fast and just, like, jumping onto it. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. But So when was I mean, the – want... what was the, the first board that you actually got? Okay. I guess we'll keep bringing it down the line then. So, yeah, I think that was <laughs> – like I want to say in 2002 and then um, I, I know like a year went by and they actually ended up moving around that time and I don't remember really what really what I did for like the two years after that. I think I like did kind of get into skateboarding more like some kid from my neighborhood named Anthony Hansen like had moved in and he was actually like a pretty decent skateboarder. So I think I kind of like took me underneath his wing and like I started to actually get into skateboarding more and I think I could like finally begin to ollie and I was riding around more and I think then so this would have been like two years later when I was in sixth grade. I think I finally like asked for one for Christmas. Okay. I was like, okay, now I like I remember that snow skate that my neighbor had. That was cool. Like I want one. And I think it was for Christmas in 2004. Then I would have gotten my first Premier Fortress. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a lime green colored one, and I, I can't remember like what the model name exactly was, but it did have like a dragon on it and like a sword. And it came with a snow skate DVD called Premieres, like Turn It Out. And that Mm -hmm. was like my Bible for a second. I was watching that like every single day. It was like my favorite video in the world. And I was like seriously just wondering how they could even like ollie on these snow skates. I like could (laughs) not fathom even like doing anything remotely close to what they were doing. I was just like doing like ride on stuff in my yard and this like flexy, slow, like piece of junk snow skate. I could, and they were like hitting handrails. And I was like, how the hell do they even ollie on these things? I was so confused, but. At the same time, I really didn't care. I was just, like, with my neighborhood friends, and I, like, kind of convinced them to all get snow skates, too, so we could all do it. And then we were all just, like, making ride-on things in my yard for, like, that whole year. And like I said, I think that would have been, like, 04, 05. But... And was this with, like, now that you're snow skating with other people, was this, like, the OG UP snow skate crew, like, Jess Nemi, Jeremy Manson, Dan Bergeon? No, no, no. None of those dudes, even. Oh, okay. None of them at all. These are just, okay. like, neighborhood friends. I didn't even know any of those dudes um for years until i like started to really get into like skateboarding and at this time still i'm not that much of a skateboarder i'm like still like only like skateboarding around my little neighborhood like i never went to like really the skate park i i was just kind of learning from my neighborhood friend named anthony hansen like like i said he could like kind of like tray flip and stuff so he was pretty decent okay so he was definitely like showing me like the ropes and like actually showing me skateboarding where before that i was just only like riding around my neighborhood like probably trying to manual or something so that's when I was like, okay, I need like something to do in the winter. Remember the snow skate, 
got it. And then like, I think I remember like just really like persuading my him, first of all, Anthony, and then my neighbor across the street, his name was Troy. I remember like coercing him to be like, dude, you got to ask for him for Christmas. Like we're going to fucking, we're going to get it, dude. We're going to get it. <laughs> we're going to make like so many sick obstacles in my driveway. It's going to be like the coolest shit. And then like, uh, they both had like plastic ones too. I remember Anthony got like a world industries, but it was like the exact same thing as a fortress. Mm -hmm. And then my other neighbor, Troy, he got like a world industries, but it was one of those ones that was also plastic, but skinnier with like the 90 degree angled nose and tail. (laughs) Oh, like the the super hard ones with no flex. Yeah. It was so bad, but like, we didn't really know any different. Like I said, we weren't at a level to care enough. So Mm -hmm. it was really fun. Also technology wasn't really there either. So like, that was one of those great things about that time is like every year it was like a new snow skate come out and it's just like the technology is just a little better. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this was honestly, this was 0405. So this probably would only been the second year they're even making mm-hmm. decent wood snow skates. If that's what you want to, for lack of a better word, <laughs> but yeah, better than what we would have had. So I think, yeah, we pretty much just spent like my first, that was like my first like season trying to snow skate. We probably just spent that at like playing with two by fours and like riding on like awful boxes or whatever we had in our yard. And then the next season, which would have been 05, 06, I think that's when I like really started to take it more seriously. And I mean, in the summer, I was definitely skateboarding a lot now and actually learning how to ollie. And so I was like getting really more into it and starting to take like actually being passionate about it and starting to really love it. And yeah, the next season, I remember like thinking like, I'm going to get it this year, like building more obstacles, like getting another one of my neighbors into it too. Like he's buying a snow skate now, like. I'm pretty serious about it. <laughs> Doing a lot of tramp snow skating in the winter, like trying to train <laughs> or something. I don't fucking mm-hmm. know. Sure. <laughs> I was definitely trying to like really get into it that winter. And yeah, that winter came along and I don't know. I think I was a little bit better at it, but once again, I still had that plastic board and I was still watching turn it out like literally like twice, three times a week. And I just was like under kind of getting a better grasp on like, I was like, okay, maybe I could get there someday, but I still don't understand like how they could even like pop very much. Cause like, on the plastic fortress, I remember I'd like even just try to ollie while moving and it pretty much just stopped because it was so slow. Oh, like, yeah. There's no pop. It's super flexy. And I think like suddenly one day I realized like I think it took me a year to realize that the boards are riding in that video are not the board. Like this is the board <laughs> I had. It took me like a whole year to realize like they were different boards. Like they weren't lime green plastic. I don't know. <laughs> I must have been so oblivious to not put that together. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Like what are those boards? <laughs> but so your skill in skateboarding and snow skating is just kind of parallel. You're kind of like figuring out tricks about the same time on each, or is it more like, did you kind of favor snow skating and trying to learn things natively in snow skating and then bring that into skateboarding or like, um, I don't know. It's, it's a good question. It was kind of a bit of both. I think like at that point with skateboarding, I was definitely better at skateboarding at that moment, but I, I remember kind of like being more passionate about snow skating just because like it was kind of this small community and I don't know why I think I really took an interest in that. And at that point, even like in this would have been 05, 06, I think that's when I found like the premiere website mm-hmm. and I was super excited about the fact that you could submit your own like videos and photos. And even though they like rarely updated it, like they never updated mm-hmm. it for months. Like mm-hmm. I was just so excited about like uploading something I had on there and like people could see it. And I don't know. I think that was like a really big driving force behind like me feeling like I was someone within that community. I don't know if that answers your question very well. I think I like, no, that's good. I think I was like, that's also like a really good transition because whereas like skateboarding has like a really, there's like skate park culture. There's like all this stuff, uh, going on to like kind of our next topic is like the forums. Like you were talking about, like that's, uh, I think where I first met you was online. 
Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, that would have been that same year when I was just kind of like making an account and getting on there and like reading about what people had to say. And like, honestly, I was like, even like practically like stalking snow skaters that were on the premier team. I like some of them <laughs> sure. had their email address in their bio and I was like adding yeah. them on MSN. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I guess it was so like attainable compared to skateboarding, which yep. I mean, I was so far removed from skateboarding anyways, at least in terms of like what was going on in media or who people were. I didn't really know. Like I'd watch some skate videos and be like, that was cool. But with snow skating, it felt like it was way more attainable with like reaching out and just like seeing how the community was. I think that was just really motivating in and of itself. But so, yeah, the forums definitely became a thing around that time. And I think I was posting maybe a little bit. But side note, I do remember you clowning me on the premiere forums way back in the day. I don't know if you remember this, but I was uh, on the premiere forums for like a second. And this one, I I was like fifth or sixth grade or something. So I had no idea what I was doing or how to post on a forum or whatever. But I remember bumping a post from like three or four years old like something about music and like it's like yeah i like the hives or something stupid like that and you're just like wow cool man way to bring up an old post and i was like oh man maybe i shouldn't post here anymore like i said or like you said i don't know i'm sorry man i was a fucking punk you also gotta realize understand understand forum etiquette eric what the fuck were you doing yeah i was i was blowing it i take full responsibility for that you know nothing on you i'm sure it went something like this you're like music post search bar didn't even look at the date and just like i like this band and everyone's like all right (laughs) yep cool man yep that sounds about exactly how it went (laughs) (laughs) because i remember like on the homepage of premiere uh you wouldn't even have to click into the forums it was just showed you like the top post of like what Mm -hmm. was just updated at that time right the top five or whatever yeah yeah man that was such a cool website like i'm remembering that and like anytime they'd update it i'd like be freaking out and be like oh my god Oh my guess. It was the best. And they updated it so like they were not on it. often at all that yeah. when they did update it, I was so excited. Like I remember when I was just saying how I felt really cool, like how interactive it was. I could like take my little videos or whatever I took with my digital camera and upload them and like people could see them. I remember checking every single day. I like mm-hmm. logged in there every single day just to see if they updated it. And I think like three months went by and finally updated it. And it was just like a picture I took with my mom's digital camera of me, like <laughs> from boarding a ride on box. I could have literally just stood up there and just like picture, like kind of like staying. It's like what it looked like. It was the worst picture uh, ever, but it was real. It was me in in live action, and it took like three months to upload. And I was like, yeah, I'm showing my friends oh, at school. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm on like the premiere website trying to flex. Yeah. <laughs> oh, those oh, are the days. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I don't know. I think that was part of the reason why I like favored snow skating so much more than skateboarding, even at that time. And once again, I think it was part of me just being a huge pussy and being like, oh, if I fall, it doesn't hurt. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. the learning curve is much different. So I think I liked that. But that was a that was a very crucial year. So that kind of that kind of plays out a little bit. And then like spring comes along of that same year. This would have been oh five oh six, and I'm. Like I was saying, I was pretty much stalking Premier Riders on the like on MSN Messenger and things, <laughs> and I finally like am talking to this kid named Jordan Armstrong. Mm-hmm. He like sends me his whole full length called Public Transit over MSN. I don't know why he cared enough to do that. Some no name kid. Maybe he saw my fucking sick pictures on the Premier website. <laughs> but uh, he sent me a full length through MSN. It took like three days to send. I remember like sending media through that. Oh, yeah. It just took so long. Dial up. I think it might have even like failed a couple times. Like, I don't know. I had dial up. Someone probably like called during it. I don't know. But he sent me a half hour video called Public Transit and I was just like so hyped on it. 
And finally, like the question came into my mind, like what I've been wondering and noticing the difference, why my board looked different than everyone's and turn it out. And I asked him, I'm just like, dude, do I really need a wood board? And he's like, you don't have a wood snow skate. And I was like, no, I have a fortress. And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it doesn't make that much of a difference, does it? And he's like, yeah, it does like big time. And I was like, oh, okay. And dude, he was so fucking right. I was probably like, I don't even know if I would have kept snow skating, but I would have ne- mm-hmm. never known any more better. Maybe I would have like picked up a wood board eventually on my own somewhere down the line, but maybe not as soon if I wouldn't have heard him just be like, you're fucking up, kid. So <laughs> it was like Easter at this time. And I don't remember why, but we were in a place like called Marquette, which is like an hour of where I am in Gladstone. And they have a skate shop there called Casualties. Well, it's closed now, but they used to have a skate shop and they had a bunch of clearance snow skates because it was like spring, mm. like snow was all melting. It was almost Easter. And I just like begged my parents. I'm like, can I like, please get this John Cardiel snow skate <laughs> like for Easter? It'll be like an early Easter gift, like pretty please. And they like finally budged and they bought it for me. And I remember bringing it home and immediately just being like, holy shit. Yeah, this is a whole world of difference. Mm-hmm. Like you can keep speed a lot better. Like you can actually pop with it. It doesn't flex. Like I couldn't believe like it was night and day difference. And I think that was the moment I was like, I fucking love snow skating. Like it was so big. Right. So. No, that's that's pretty amazing that you were able to buy a snow skate in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan in the mid 2000s. I mean, that's incredible yeah. in and of itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that would have been early 2006. Mm. And yeah, I was extremely excited. That board was pretty cool. It was like, yeah, 0506 Cardiel. It was like orange and purple on the bottom. Yep, I, was, I had uh, the same one. I remember or something. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, yeah, I didn't know anything about like extreme grip or anything like that either. I was just like, had it without the grip, but I, it was still like just so good compared to the boards I was riding. And I remember all the snow was melting. Like I said, it was like late spring pretty much, or maybe early spring or I don't know, whenever Easter is. And I remember waking up every day at like six or seven in the morning, like getting outside to snow skate in my yard because snow was melting everywhere. And I like wanted to get it while I could. And I knew in the morning, like the snow was at least like a little bit better than, being all wet and melty mm-hmm. during the day because it was still mm-hmm. kind of frozen. So I'd get up like at six in the morning and just fucking snow skate mm-hmm. <laughs> in my yard. And then I remember the snow lasted for maybe a week. I think I maybe got like a week to a week and a half with that good board. And I was just like, this sucks. Like I want to snow skate so bad. Mm-hmm. Kind of like reluctantly went back to skateboarding, but whatever. <laughs> mm. And then, yeah, that's that was the moment I think I really realized like how much I liked snow skating was when I got a good board. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And I'm guessing you got a lot better the next winter to riding that the wood board compared to the plastic. Oh, definitely. Oh my gosh. The next winter was when everything was like, that's when everything changed. That was the big winter. So, so yeah, that was a 506. I was pretty into snow skating, whatever, got the wood board. At this point, I also ordered a premier snow skate shirt off the premier website. Oh, like a fucking month to come. <laughs> I was trying to rep at my school. I was trying to show everyone like, dude, this is my thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm a fucking snow skater now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm wearing this shirt every Friday. I called it my Friday shirt. I wore that <laughs> every Friday. I was like, Premier Snow Skate shirt, let's get it. <laughs> and um Do you still have it? I bet I do. It, it was just the white or it's just the red shirt with the white drippy text just said Premier Snow yeah. Skate along like the chest I know of that it. One. And I would bet any money if I went up upstairs right now into my old room, <clears> I'd think I kept it because I, I would probably never throw it out. And this is the same era that you printed out Premier logos and hung them up in your locker, right? Yeah, how did you know about that? Because they're on my fridge right now. Oh, God. This is around the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I guarantee that was around the time I was like, I was just like printing out Premier logos in computer class, like buying a strip of magnets, cutting them up, like sticking them on the back of these like shitty printed things and just putting them all over my locker. Like I wanted everyone to know I fucking skated for sure. I was one of those kids. (laughs) 
<laughs> for sure. But in yeah, and particularly like snow skating, I was really hyped on. So so you um, you that season you you get your wood snow skate. You're moving up. Did that look oh, like more street, or was that more like you going into park building and actually like putting some stuff together? Uh, this was definitely still in my yard at that point. I think I had like some boxes that me and my dad might have built or I built, and they're awful. And just like I think I had one of those like red flat bars that you buy at like a local sporting mm. goods store that's mm-hmm. always like bent as shit in the middle and practically like a U rail. Yep. <laughs> and I think I was like just making ride on stuff with that. So it was mostly still in my yard, but I remember just like just learning how to ollie finally. And I was just like, that was like the biggest thing was that I could actually ollie on one of those. So in my mind, I was actually starting to ollie up onto stuff too. And I don't remember, I don't think I could kickflip yet. Maybe I could, I can't really remember. I know that was around that time when I was 13, when I landed my first kickflip, which wasn't on a skateboard. My first kickflip ever was on flat and it was on a premier fortress, just like on the ground. And then I think I brought it to skateboarding later. Wow. So that was a big year. Big, big year for, for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so anyways, the snow melts that year. I'm like super bummed. Like I said, I reluctantly like kind of come back to skating. Like I do like skating, just not as much at the time. And um, this was like a big year for me, even just like with skateboarding, because I started finally going down to the skate park. Like we just got a skate park in our town. And at that point, I feel like more maybe comfortable enough to like start going there. And all my friends like that do skateboard in middle school, they're there. And I like start showing up to the skate park and now I'm like meeting people and all I'm probably talking about is snow skating to them though. <laughs> Cause I like really want everyone else to get into it. Or I just like really want to like show people that there's something else to do. I remember just like being way more confident about my snow skate ability. So I think that's like probably all I fucking talked about at the skate park, everyone. <laughs> but nonetheless, I started like actually leaving my town or not my town, excuse me, but leaving my neighborhood and actually going into like the downtown because I'm like a, like a mile away from like the downtown area where there would be any kind of spots. Not that there's any spots in where I'm from at all, but there was like at least like some stair sets, like small ones. Mm. So at that point in that summer, I remember that was like when I ollied like my first four stair on a skateboard. And like I was definitely like building off of both snow skateboarding, snow skating, excuse me, and skateboarding at that time mm. and just getting a lot more excited about both and actually making friends and skating. But um, now this is like the biggest thing for me. Um, one day I was at the movie theaters. Once again, I was still in seventh grade and I had just left the movie Benchwarmers with one of my homies. He didn't like skate or anything. <laughs> it was just a good homie of mine. And as I was walking out, there was like some two two kids like playing pinball, mach- like a pinball machine Sick. in the arcade area of the movie theater. And they looked like skaters. And I don't know why. I was just like, like I was a fucking punk, like we were saying. And I just like went up and like tried to like disturb their game so they'd lose or something i just like jumped on the machine or did something so stupid i don't know i was probably just wanted attention and i was wearing my friday shirt because it was fucking friday i was wearing my <laughs> premiere shirt and of, of just like out of nowhere like these kids weren't even mad at me being like an asshole to them they just were like didn't care about like me like disturbing their game or jumping on the machine they just like looked at me and were like you snow skate and I was like, fuck yeah, like I snow skate for sure. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, like, yeah, I snow skate. And like, dude, we do too. And one of the kids' name is was Neil Berg, mm-hmm. uh, which he would go on later to also become like, you know, an icon and things like that. Another kid's name was Timmy Jenkins, who was like he was pretty fucking good too. But they were like, dude, like, yeah, we snow skate, what's up? This and that. And I was like, no way, you know, that's awesome. Like we like exchanged cell phone numbers. I was probably had like a track phone at that time, but we exchanged numbers and like vowed to like snow skate next season because this was like probably spring and I was like, dude, like we just missed it. But next season, like, like I want to snow skate with you guys. Like they're like kind of saying like they were the real deal. They had the wood boards. I made sure 
too bro and i was like oh fuck like, these kids don't fuck around like yeah. <laughs> yeah no That's way how you know <laughs> and these kids i go to a different school so i didn't know that they were like from seven miles away like in a town called escanabo where i went to gladstone just like you know they cities right by each other but i didn't know mm-hmm. they existed i didn't know there was maybe other snow skaters other than like just random kids in my neighborhood so i was super stoked and it sounded like an empty promise for sure. It's like, oh yeah, like we'll snow skate next winter. But uh, yeah, that summer goes by. I'm getting more into skating. Finally, like skating downtown at the park, this and that. And then like winter comes by, and like I'm pretty sure Neil hit me up, or I hit him up on like the first day of snow, and I was just like, dude, let's fucking snow skate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this, I I should also go back a little bit and say that this winter was like the worst winter ever. This would have been 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. and I was just like, like I was just fucking freaking out. I was probably the most excited I've ever been about snow skating. I just couldn't wait to use like my wood board. And of course, that winter we didn't get snow till like mid January, which uh. is super not like the the area where I'm from. Like in the UP, that never happens. It mm-hmm. hasn't happened since. But mm-hmm. of course, like the one winter when I was looking so forward to it, I just like we was not able to snow skate so it was such a big bummer and actually now that i look back and i think i did skateboard with timmy and neil a little bit like in that time but mainly we were just kind of like waiting to snow skate with one another and yeah it took so long i remember like writing journals about it when i was in eighth grade like every journal entry i had was like about snow skating wow like drawing pictures of me like kick flipping six stairs something i could never even do probably (laughs) (laughs) and just like i've never been so excited for something and yeah i remember we didn't get snow that winter till mid January. And I was just like devastated. I was like so heartbroken. Like at that point I'm already like, I'm ready to like film apart now. I'm all into like filming. Cause I have a digital camera. I'm going to like show everyone on the forums and I'm sick. I'm going to like put out a sponsor me video, this and that. Did you have like a real camera or is this like a digital camera shooting VGA quality? Dude, awful digital camera that I think I got for Christmas either the year before or that year. Mm. It sucked for sure. It was super bad, but I was, <laughs> I didn't know any better and I was just super excited to actually like have something because I, I really wanted to film a part at that point. Like I was at that level where I knew people made parts and I understood that. So I really wanted to have one as well. Right. Right. Well, that is so funny though. Cause like as a, as snow skaters, that is always super funny to me because like you said it, like the legend of that someone else that could possibly snow skate. And then like you meet those people and it's just like something that you share hype on. Yeah, I remember, oh, like, in, like, my small town, it was like that, too, where it's, like, it was just kind of, like, me and my little group of friends, and then, like, when you find yeah, out, like, dude. people all over, that's just, like, the, it's, like, this crazy feeling, because, like, skateboarding had so much widespread popularity when we were younger, and, like, snow skating was, like, just this whole other world where, like, no one does it, or even my friends that skateboard don't like snow skating because it's too cold or wet, and then, like, you find people that are into it, and you're just, like, oh, my God exactly and that's exactly what it was like we had some good skateboarders around here at least for consider all considering like with the area and just like who they were like a lot better than i would have been like they could have been good snow skaters too but like jess the gay like i said like it's like an it's like aliens you don't really mm-hmm. know they exist till you see them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. out there, whatever you yeah, just like, the they are out there <laughs> skate aliens and that was that moment like luckily i was wearing my fucking friday shirt otherwise i would have never like they would have never even probably probably would have never even brought up snow skating or maybe I would have shot off my fucking mouth about snow skating to him because that's probably all I was talking about for that whole year. It's like, oh, you guys are skaters? Cool, but do you snow skate? But luckily yeah. the shirt did the talking oh, yeah. and it created like a really good friendship. <laughs> so that was sick. For sure. And now I had like my boys, my boys that were like serious about like filming too. Like they yeah. wanted to get it too. Yeah, like the, that winter, we were going to fucking get it. And yeah, even it, though the snow took so long <laughs> to come, we definitely like snow skated a lot that winter. And I think everyone got a lot better. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they had wood boards. I mean, you know, yeah. they're, you know, they're serious. Exactly. Like I said, <laughs> when they said they knew and they had the wood boards, they both had like cardiels. And I was like, dude, me too. When you're like one year removed from having the plastic and not knowing any better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, not even like barely even a year removed. I bought one that same season and now I was the man. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I said, we planned to really get it that winter. And we definitely did. Like once the snow finally did fall in mid-January, it stayed at least and. I think we probably filmed for like two months with our shitty digital cameras. Somehow all three of us had like digital cameras. So we were kind of filming on our own and with each other. And we were actually like at that point going around like the city of Escanaba and Gladstone just on people's front lawns constantly because that's where all the stairs are, <laughs> circles and porches and things. So we were used to that. We didn't like think anything of it. Now I look back and I'm like, wow, we were shitheads for sure going up on people's lawns and doing that. I mean, that's all we had though. So we were getting it any way we could and we like filmed the video and like in our mind i was like dude let's make this fucking video like we'll all have a part in it and like let's try to get sponsored and they were like super down and i was the worst one in that video by far like timmy and neil were really fucking good compared to me um and that video turned into a video called for all the marbles it was like an eight minute video i was like so hyped to like showcase it and like show kids at school and like i like put it on my ipod video to show everyone (laughs) whatever i could (laughs) so did you did you send this to anybody i mean premiere was still a thing back then ambition was just starting to come up right exactly the 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 funny thing is i was like aware of my abilities at least enough to know i wasn't good for like good enough to send to premiere so i never tried honestly neil probably could have sent his stuff to premiere he was a bit better than us even timmy was pretty good but I knew better. So to them, I was like showing them like this company called Another Day Film Co, who was at the time, I mean, it's extinct now, was uh, owned by a kid named Eric Schlicker. Yep. So I like thought, like I'd see their videos and I was like, you know, like we can probably run with these dudes. Like they're pretty good, but I think like we could probably keep up with them. Mm-hmm. So in our eyes, like let's send this video over to them. And I know we did eventually. I remember it's not like Eric said like flat out no. I think he was just like, oh, like cool guys. And in my mind, I was like, sick, we're in. <laughs> like, yeah. in it. <laughs> like, immediately, I remember, like, telling Timmy, and you know, it's like, dude, like, I think he's hyped. Like, I think the next video he makes, like, he's going to let us in it. And it was, like, the most poorly timed thing because after that, he never made another video again because he was, like, purely just, like, a media company, I guess you could say. Like, I think they made some shirts and stuff, but mainly they were just kind of, like, had a website where they, like, showcased their snow skating. And that's all I wanted to, like, was to be a part of that with those dudes. Mm-hmm. just like feel included i guess and yeah i think he was like kind of hyped but that was it but in my mind i was like yeah i'm sponsored fuck it <laughs> <laughs> like i think we're in guys we're sick <laughs> and that video is still on youtube it's so bad and like choppy but it's on there all the parts it's oh, like sick. in a two part series it's pretty embarrassing but i'll, I'll was that up so there. that was your first part that was my first snowscape part yeah nice actually actually i have like some clips here and there on youtube even from the year prior with like the plastic board that i was just like filming with my digital camera but it wasn't like a part it was just like some dumb clips so yeah that was my first part and that would have been in 06 07 and that was yeah when i really started to take snow skating a little bit more seriously and kind of actually like hit stairs and street spots and things like that and it was pretty big it was pretty monumental in my eyes for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm So the next winter, 2007, 2008, this is when ambition is starting to come up. So did you have any contact with them at that point? Def, uh, I guess if you want to, if you, 
If you mean by contact, if you mean me just bugging Alex, like showing him my <laughs> clip every day on MSN, then yeah, for sure. I was definitely fucking tight with him. <laughs> I was just, yeah, I would like get home while filming for that, for all the Marbles video with Timmy and Neil, and I'd just like send him stuff on MSN, just like every clip would take like a half hour to send. And I was like, dude, check this out. He'd be like, yeah, like cool, man. <laughs> but i was definitely aware of ambition like i'm sure in my mind too i like probably wanted to get sponsored by them it sounds like so shallow and shitty now but in my mind i remember like really just wanted to be sponsored just so i could probably like say i was and that's pretty fucking stupid but i think it just kind of felt like i could obtain that so i was like pretty excited about the idea of maybe possibly being sponsored we're in skateboarding i knew like that was never even a possibility so yeah, yeah it it's like not a always a motivational thing, but kind of whack at the same time that like I was trying that hard just to get sponsored for sure. Yeah, and it's not always about the product. It's about the pride and like the sense of accomplishment of, you know, being recognized oh. by a company. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, totally. And that's all mm-hmm. it was. Actually, I didn't really care about decks. Like I was getting them like I was so young. My parents would buy me one for Christmas. So I had that going for me. I, I don't think I ever even thought about once about actually getting free product. I think all I wanted was like some recognition on like the forums. Like, the, like you were saying, the community was small, so it wasn't like that far out of reach to actually be someone who could be recognized and i think i really wanted that and i remember also in like turn it out there was like an x game section and like it showed all the riders and the credits like hanging out at like the cabin that premiere would rent out for them mm-hmm. and that was like the number one goal in my mind is like i want to be in that cabin and i want to mm-hmm. hang out with like premier riders that was mm-hmm. like i was so i was like starstruck by that shit that's like all i wanted boy yeah what an what an era i know do you think anyone idolizes snow skaters now? There's no fucking way. Uh, no. <laughs> It'll be interesting as this podcast keeps going if we start to talk to people that were involved at that X Games showing because I yeah like I'm I'm right there with you when they would do those you know that X Games comps I'm I'm just like oh man and like I think maybe what was most attractive about it in my eyes is that people take snow skating seriously and they actually build good parks for snow skaters like little gentle hill some nice features. I was just like, Oh man, that would be so great to, to get into that. But yeah, I was I right there with you for real. Yeah. That was something that you would never see, at least like locally or even within a certain region or whatever you want to say, or a certain span. But yeah, I, I remember just seeing that. And like you said, seeing people actually care about snow skating and making parks that were actually conducive to snow skating. I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. But I, 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 like, I was like, stoked on that. But I think for whatever reason, I just wanted to hang out with them so bad. I wanted to be part of the posse, the crew, yeah. <laughs> with some kids I've never met before. That, I was like, that's, dude, I um, want to be at that cabin. <laughs> that's something I always joke about because like early premiere videos always had like uh, scenes of them like getting food or like partying or doing something. I'm always like, man, that looks so fun. Yeah, exactly. And then one day, all of a sudden, you're actually like doing that, but you don't really even think about it. You're just like, oh, I'm on a snow skate trip, and you don't really. Yeah. Know. Like it just happened one day, and I don't think I ever even recognized the fact that I was like living out a childhood dream for sure. Yeah, well, in the other thing, because like skate videos don't do that, so like that was something to me that was like very much associated with snow skating was like that community aspect of it. And yeah, I think that that was maybe one of the parts that was like really attractive to it was just like tell your friends, you know, fucking breaking open glow sticks and shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah that's very very true so it wasn't too long after that 2007 2008 winter that you got an ambition correct uh would you say 2007 2008 so yeah that's the winter run right now i got on ambition in 2009 so we're we're still skipping like two seasons before i really mm. got on ambition i guess you could say okay 
Because, yeah, let's see. So this was now 2007. And, um, yeah, once again, I was just a fucking snowskate fanatic. Like, all day, even in the summer, I was just going nuts about snowskating. Like, I was skateboarding a lot, and I liked it. Like, filming a little bit with my friends, like, making little parts and things like that. But in my mind, like, all I wanted to do was snowskate. And I was hanging out with Timmy and Neil a lot at that time, too. And, you know, they're just as stoked as I am. And my homie Bancroft at that time, he's finally, like, getting into snowskating and skateboarding. And I kind of, like tried to really push that on him because he was one of my best friends at that time and now i just like him all around it too i'm like just totally just totally all about snow skating like every chance i can get and Mm -hmm. even in the summer i remember we would take tarps like my dad's tarps (laughs) and we would lay them in my driveway at this time and put like the tarp like over a box or just on flat or whatever and we put them we put a bunch of soap in water like a slip and slide we call it soap skating we bring our snow skates and just like soap skate (laughs) And it was so fucking bad for the snow skates, and it was so fucking bad <laughs> yeah. for my dad's tarps. It would just, like, rip holes in them. It was just, like, on concrete, and it was so bad, but it was, like, the closest thing we could even get to mimic snow skating. Definitely, when it was, it would be, like, August. It was hot as fuck out, but all I wanted to do was snow skate. Wow. <clears throat> my dad was so bummed on it. I would just ruin all his good tarps doing it, but, like, we'd, like, make the videos and put them on YouTube, and I don't know why, until this day, maybe we invented something that was kind of unique in some sense. But one of the videos has like I want to say like sixty to seventy thousand views, and like people were kind of stoked on it. The levels of skating in it were garbage, but I guess it was kind of unique enough to be something of its own. But wow, that's like how bad I wanted it at that time. So that was really tight <laughs> in a weird way. We were, it was getting us through. But then like even when fall would come around, I was like crushing up ice cubes. Like I'd pull out ice out of like the ice tray in our freezer and like crush them up and try to snow skate for like three minutes before they melted. Or we'd go to like a pond and if it was frozen over like at night, we'd like take out all like the sheets of ice out of the pond and like crack them up. Or we'd go to, you know, the the typical one where you go to like the the ice rink and you get the Zamboni mm-hmm. shaving. Oh, you yeah. do that too. But for mm-hmm. whatever reason, our local ice rink like rarely dumped the Zamboni shave or the ice shavings out. So that was like really rare, but I was doing whatever I could just to like snow skate, even in the summer, even like in August, it was so bad, <laughs> but I was just a hyped little kid. Oh, seven away. I made a, we made a full length dude. It was, and it was actually kind of being recognized by people in, in the, on the premier forums. Um, like I said, I was just like talking to any snow skater at this point, or it's like a lot of like the premier guys, but I was adding people from that premier forum on MSN. And I started talking to this, like, Norwegian kid. His name was Christopher Bo. I don't know why. We just kind of, like, hit it off. And we were talking a bunch, like, all summer. And we were kind of like, dude, let's, like, make a snow skate video this this winter when winter comes up. And we'll make a full length. So now he's, like, recruiting his homies from that side of the country. And then, like, I, we have our crew of, like, homies, like me, Bancroft, and then Neil and Timmy. And then even just, like, other random people, like, Phil Moru was in this video. Like, I was oh, talking wow. to him a lot on mm. the Premier Forums. Kind of anyone on the Premier Forums that wasn't, like, on a team but still, like, pretty good. I kind of like wanted them to be in our video. Mm-hmm. So I'd approach them and be like, Hey, like we're making a little like independent video. Um, do you want to be in it? And a lot of people were pretty cool about it. Like Simon Lundmark, that kid at the time was killing it. He had a part once mm-hmm. again, Phil Moru and then all the, all these kids from Norway and then us. And then we like just came together. We all filmed on our own accord and we all came together and like put together this full length and, my friend Bancroft was pretty decent at editing at the time and Christopher was pretty good at editing. So they like edited all the parts that they wanted to do and we just combined it all. And it was like a half hour video and people oh, wow. were kind of hyped on it for the time being. It was probably was like an okay snow skate video at least. So and sorry, what was this was called? Like my favorite year of snow skating ever for sure. What was the name that of that one? Like, 
What's that? What was the name of that video? Did I say? I'm sorry. Was it the for... video was called One More Try. Like the most oh, right. name for sure. I mean, you guys probably have heard about it. Come on. Don't act like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> no, I no, I definitely I have. Tried. It was like all the rage on the forums. Come on. <laughs> but I was hyped on it. It was definitely my best part at the time. But it was one of those parts where like I thought I was better than I was. And it was me going out like every day after school, like trying the hardest tricks that were out of my range. And then getting lucky, and then you land one, and it's so bad, but you put it in your park. You're like, oh, look, like I did a hard flip or a tray flip, but right. even though those tricks were so far out of my skill level range, I still would try them. So that part just comes off as like the most sloppy, garbage piece of shit part I could ever put together. But I was like pretty hyped on it. And at that point, I was still trying to get sponsored too. I think I was like really gunning for Premiere at that point or something. So I was like really mm-hmm. trying things out of my range. And Still, it just comes off as a really sloppy part for sure. I'm like not hyped on it, but I, it was also like my favorite year of snow skating because we were actually traveling more, and I had friends that had licenses. Like I was 15 at the time, but I had a homie that was like like 17, and he would drive us out of town to real spots, and we were going on like a bunch of trips and just kind of taking it at least a little bit more seriously. And we mm-hmm. actually had like okay cameras that weren't digital ones. We had like Panasonic cameras, so things were kind of finally progressing and building and we were looking a little bit more professional in some sense but it was still it was still definitely like looking back on a pretty big shit show (laughs) at least that part was so fucking bad you still skating the cardiel at this point oh no i i should have said that let's see what happened that year i no man i I ran through snow skates for sure those things didn't last that long we all know that those things would like deteriorate or the plies would fall apart or they just get so slow. I think I already, like by this point I'd went through like two or three snow skates. I went from the Cardiel to the premier elite the next season, which was, you know, the by the by deck one that you could like take apart and use mm-hmm. as a single deck, which yeah. I mostly did. And then the next year after that, I think I got the premier, I got Phil Smaji's first premier snow skate model, the white one with like him mm-hmm. hard flipping the goat. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I got an Isaac Hebert that my friend like didn't want, so he like traded me like a pogo stick for it or something. I traded him a pogo, I traded him a pogo stick for his snow skate. <laughs> it was pretty tight. So I was I was using those at the time, but um, that same winter, like you were saying, Ambition finally was like vocal in public, and they became they began making actual snow skates, not just apparel. And I went to a snow skate competition that year. I think it would have been like in February. Me, Timmy, and Neil and bancroft all went to like this snow skate competition called the midwest open it was the first one ever and this this contest is still happening obviously you guys mm-hmm. know that but this mm-hmm. was the first one ever and it took place in chicago at wilson skate park and oh wow i think it, neil's I dad was that. like kind enough to drive us all the way down there and i immediately like got out right i wasn't out but i like i like the first run immediately i was just like nah this kid sucks like he's in the amateur category now so but in my favorite worked out. I was like skating so bad, but I got like dropped down to the amateur category. And then the next run when they were just like, like having all the amateur kids like snow skate, I did like really well and took first. And then the first place prize for that category was an ambition board. So that's oh, wow. my first ambition oh, board. Oh, that's uh-huh. awesome. That worked out pretty well. And if I would have stayed in the pro category, I think they all just like got like $50, $100, $200, something like that, like tops. So I kind of like got lucky that I skated so bad the first run. And then the second one did okay, because then I got an ambition board, which was probably the best prize like at that that contest at the time. Mm-hmm. Who but that I... was sick, man. That's where I got to meet Phil Smaji, I should say, mm-hmm. and then like Justin Majetsky and Isaac mm-hmm. Hebert was at that fucking contest. Mm-hmm. Wow, I was like so stoked to meet him. It was just cool to like see real like premier dudes, and that was my first exposure to like meeting kids that were on the forums and actually like sponsored. 
and yeah, they were pretty good. <laughs> Phil was insanely good. Mm-hmm, of course. That dude was like so far out of everyone's. Like no one could touch that dude at the contest. He was like mm. big flip front boarding the hubba. We were all like trying to board slide it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny watching him like comparative or you know, just like contrast between the snow skaters that were there and Phil. But so yeah, that pretty much concluded that season. A full length came out of it. I got my first ambition board, got to go to a contest, meet a bunch of people, so that was exciting. Mm-hmm. And then that would have yeah, that brings us to I guess oh eight oh nine, which at this point I'm actually buying my first ambition board the revolution was coming out and i'm super just as excited to snow skate i'm still doing all the little kids shit like crushing up ice cubes but we had a good year that that season like snow came in november and it stayed all the way till march so that was a really good season for snow skating and i I mean the revolution board was phenomenal it took definitely some adjusting Mm -hmm. because that board was so fast and like it didn't track the same way a premiere did but once you got the hang of it like it was undeniable that those boards were so much better than anything else being put out at the time so yeah that was a fantastic skate Mm -hmm. i think i think at that point though i definitely like wised up i remember my mindset going into that season was more like i'm not going to try to get sponsored this season i'm not trying to just throw myself or huck a trick down a stair set because i want to be able to do it because i like recognized already how bad that last part was and i was like i'm just gonna have fun with my homies and like just try to film some better looking cleaner stuff and that's kind of what i did that year and it worked out really well because at the end of the year, for whatever reason, I was not trying to get sponsored that year. But the one year I didn't was when Alex, I think, hit me up on MSN. And he was just like, hey, man, like we're putting together a flow team. You should like send over your footage. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude, like send over your stuff. Like, I guess I was posting some stuff that year that he liked. He's like, you should like send it over. So I was like, all right. And yeah, luckily he was kind of hyped on it at least enough to put me on the flow team. So childhood dream was definitely coming true at that moment <laughs> yeah and that's sick that he hit you up and not the other way around to get on the team or the flow team at that time that's pretty tight exactly like i said the one year i finally like approached it right and not like trying super fucking hard or being that kid <laughs> was the year that he was like yeah like your stuff's sick like do you want to be on the do you want to be on the flow team and i was like cool yeah absolutely they were building a flow team at that time of like younger kids mostly like uh, at that time he put on Five people total, including myself, and it would have been like Mitch, Serbu, and like mm-hmm. Austin, Welter, and uh, Evan, Siniello, and Braden Oy. Oh, I'm yeah. probably pronouncing all their names wrong, but he threw us all on at one time and like kind of released our stuff on the Ambition site with like little flow videos. Like, oh, mm-hmm. these are like the new kids up and yeah. come and check them out. Cool. Which was super cool. I was so hyped to be on there. And were you on the team really page cool. at that time too, like under the flow section, or was that not a thing? No, it was. Yeah, he definitely like, mm. I think it made it took him a couple of months to kind of like finally get it all situated. But no, we definitely had our own little profile pictures. And like, we were definitely under the flow kids category. And I was just like, super excited about that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I remember definitely. that. That's good. And even Yeah, and then at that point, they were, you know, they're now a snow skate company, they're paving the way everyone's like recognizing that their boards are sick. I feel like a lot of things were shifting at that time. And that like, 0809 was like huge, because they were filming for true color during that time. And mm-hmm. I knew they were filming like a big full length and they were definitely talking about it. And that was like a huge stepping stone in snow skating. And I think a lot right. of like the traffic was moving from the premier website onto ambitions website. And they were having their own forum now that everyone was going That's in. Right. So that oh, was yeah. a really cool time in snow skating. That's exactly right. Yeah. Those ambition forums were, those were, it really did kind of like, uh, become like the new co- like the new commerce or like the whatever you want to call it but yeah it really t- took over for the premiere oh totally yeah, yeah that was it was 
big it was a pretty big mo- like moment for sure i remember just thinking like oh no one really is using the premiere forums anymore i think at that mm-hmm. point everyone was definitely like even starting to bash on premiere like if you were a real snow skater yeah i think everyone was kind of like yeah prem- recognizing the idea that like okay these boards are superior like wow we were fucking up for yeah. years like i don't think anyone knew we were ignorant to the idea that like wow premiere boards are pretty fucking bad at least <laughs> that's how it went in my mind maybe other people already knew and they were smarter than me but my memory of that time is like Premiere even just gave up making wood snow skates and just like, well, we're just going to do plastic and we're going oh, to, totally. we're going to keep them at zoomies. Like that's kind of our MO. And then like right. ambition is going to just come in and take the wood market away. And then like, absolutely. I don't remember anyone saying like, Oh, I still like the plastic. Like it was literally like <laughs> everyone was on the ambition now. And literally everyone had like the same screen name. Like I remember like, uh, yeah, like you and. Majeski is on there and yeah I, I kept my screen name from the ambition or from the excuse me the premiere ones over mm-hmm. to the ambition when i carried the same name for sure yeah the migration from the premiere forums to the ambition forums did seem to be pretty clean mm-hmm. yeah it did it definitely was like i said i think everyone just understood like premiere was starting to now get like kind of more hate where i like idolized premiere and then after that i was like you know what? like mm-hmm. wow i didn't realize they were kind of like shitty and now we have someone like Alex who's doing all this stuff for snow skating. Like, okay, I'm going to follow him now. Like, I'm part mm-hmm. of this. Right. He's off. He's obviously giving me an opportunity as well, so I'm already backing him. But mm-hmm. just the idea of, like, how much more he believed in snow skating than Premiere was at that moment. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely going to get in on that. And stuff. What am I going to do? Stay in the Premiere forum and talk to myself? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this next year, you're getting better at snow skating. Um, this is when... You took that trip to Tahoe with Dave Enger and Justin the next following year, right? Uh, actually, that was two years later. So oh, that was okay. 0809. Then I got the sponsor. Then 09010. That was just kind of me. Like he finally like flowed me a board. I remember it took like super long time to come. I was like so impatient using an old board, but he did. He flowed me a deck. And then um, yeah, I don't know. Just really nothing special really happened. Excuse me, happened that year except for just like really trying to film. Luckily, I didn't go, like, head over heels and back to my old self and, like, trying to just, like, okay, I'm on this team now. Like, I got to prove myself. I think I just kept it still, like, okay, I wanted the tricks to look decent. Like, at that point, we're getting a filming guide from, like, Nick. He wants us to film for the next video. So he's telling me, you know, no pajama pants, you fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, here's how to film with a fisheye. Like, things are getting more serious because even though we're just filming with my friends, we might be using your clips in our full lengths. Mm -hmm. So that year, I just kind of spent, like, I don't know, just snow skating like how I normally would, trying to get good clips, trying to make the rideouts look clean and longer and just everything look better. And it was definitely a pretty solid season from what I remember. And all my friends are snow skating at that time, too. And I think, you know, at this time, Icon is starting up, too. So I think, like, Neil started snow skating for them that year. Like, he was getting hooked up now. And it was cool. Like, I watching, like, my friends start to kind of get, like, they were getting, like, float boards, too, and things like that. And everyone was just kind of, like, progressing a bunch. And mm-hmm. that was really exciting. Um yeah, True Color came out that year. That's that's probably mm-hmm. the biggest thing that happened that oh, year. Yeah. And he, I think I had like a, I had like four friends clips in it, so I was like super excited. Oh, for sure. And that video was still one of my favorite snowskate videos of all mm-hmm. times. It's like one of the most, you know, iconic snowskate videos. Oh, yeah. So that was probably the coolest thing that happened that year. For sure, that video and was a big then, deal with the full online release, like the yeah, first real full I length that snowskating uh, produced. Yeah, I live streamed <laughs> it when the uh, whatever that online release was. That was awesome. I remember that. That was crazy. They had the live stream with like the live chat and stuff, even though I think it was so buggy. It was super cool. Yeah, I think they had to do it twice because it was too buggy the first time or something like that. I remember them showing it again. (laughs) That's right. 
Yeah, it like was... wouldn't load, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, the hell!" And then I finally they did it again, and I got it. And I was like, "Oh, fuck it!" <laughs> that was huge for me. I was definitely like, I would almost say I was more excited about like snow skate videos than snow skating. Like it was that crazy. Like I was so excited for True Color, not like not for like the idea of me maybe having clips, and I just like wanted snow skate content so bad. I was watching snow skate videos like every day practically. I was just watching every full length that would ever been released or. I was watching like white contrast so much and it felt like there was like a dry spell maybe for like two seasons or so or three. So to wait for true color was like, mm-hmm. I was just so excited for that video to come out and I knew it was going to be good. Yeah, And it was, mm-hmm. I was hyped on it for sure. Yeah. It yeah. definitely like made snow skating look a lot more legit. It was easily the most legit snow skate video at that time. Just filming, mm-hmm. editing and tricks were like the progression of that video went up like so much. Definitely when you have parts like people or parts from people like Phil, who's now like, hitting double kink rails and shit. And I'm just like, wow. And Alan just going nuts too. That was like, wow. I definitely probably felt some pressure. I was like, wow, why the hell am I on this team? I need to fucking step it up. (laughs) Yeah. Phil's ender, like, man, when he hit that, when he hit that gap to the king, I was just like, that's it. That was mind blowing. That's it. I was just like, still gnarly. Yeah. I know. Still, there's a lot of clips in that video that hold up so well today. Like I would take a lot of those clips and be like, I'd be so proud of him. Like he was kick clip. He was kick flipping into like handrails and stuff. Yeah, and that he, is crazy. he was just like I said, he was his progression and gosh, he was just above everyone for ever. <laughs> for sure. He's the best. Also, identity. Uh, I think that's another thing as a snow skater. Like that video really made it more concrete of like what it meant, uh, what that passion looks like. Um in in like counter on the other side of skateboarding, like you know, skateboarding has its own identity. I think snow skating really, I'd say maybe that video, you kind of get like a peek at cause snow skaters are a little more kooky. I'd say than skateboarders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We seem to get their reputation. Oh, you yeah. kind of got to be fucking insane to snow skate. Let's oh, yeah. You guys know that. <laughs> yeah. You seriously do. Or like to, every to, day is different to it's start a podcast. About such it. A, like today I went out with my homie and it was so warm and shitty where I went out two days ago and it was like perfect conditions. Yeah. So, you know, it's varies every day. You got to be a, a certain type of crazy to stick by snow skating mm-hmm. for sure for sure but the good days always outweigh the bad days because it's so fun mm-hmm. <laughs> but so yeah snowscape media i was super hyped on that i had like every every independent video every like company video i was like burning them making people send them to me via mm-hmm. msn so i could like burn them on dvds and i still have like this pretty outrageous snowscape dvd collection that i like i'm pretty proud of because i don't think like anyone still even has these dvds so I'm pretty hyped on it. Yeah, for sure. Like defend them with my life. Like if my house was on fire and I'd like run back Damn. in and grab some shit, that would, I'd be grabbing that DVD collection. Yeah. Cause I, otherwise I don't think I'd ever get to see some of those. Probably. Again. <laughs> I might have to ask you for some coffees, uh, some stuff later. We'll have to compare Dude, notes. Let me know what you're looking for. I probably have it. And if I don't have it, I bet Alex Blay would have it. He has a good yeah, collection too. He probably wouldn't. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Yeah. We, we could, we could talk about true color in that era for a long time, but kind of moving forward. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll get what's back next the what's next for you on that timeline yeah timeline timeline so now i'm a senior in high school this would have been 2010 2011 and as eric was saying i think this is when i kind of was like starting to explain to people like yeah i ride for this company now like i think it's kind of getting somewhere more serious anyways because um justin had hit everyone up on the we had our own exclusive forum uh called the treehouse it was like a secret section of the forum for just like the riders on ambition and Justin hit everyone up like, dude, I just moved to 
California, I'm in Tahoe, like Lake Tahoe, and whoever wants to come out, just like come out. And I never really thought anything of it because I didn't like I would never like have the money or the funds for that. Mm-hmm. And then um, at that time, Dave Enger was snow skating, and he hit me up and was just like, because we like only knew each other. We we're like he was like probably the only other person on the team really I'd like known or was like talking to and kind of met. He's like, dude, like we should go. And I was like, dude, Dave, I don't like have money for that, and I'm in school or whatever else. And he's like, no, like Alex will probably pay for it. And I'm thinking in my head, like, no way. I'm still once again, the f- I'm just flow at the time, and I'm like thinking, yeah, probably not. But we like look into flights, and I think like the flight was like four or five hundred dollars, but Alex was like down to cover it, and I couldn't believe it. So I'm like wow. telling my parents, and they think it's a fucking scam for sure. Like he's not paying for <laughs> flight. Like there's like no way they believe it. Like they're even like still wondering like where the board came from, where the boards would come from that he's sending me like. He's like, are you, are you buying those? I'm like, no, like, I'm getting them for free, I swear. <laughs> but my parents don't believe me because they think I'm a chump. So anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we went out to Tahoe. And when we got there, there was no snow. Oh, wow. <laughs> like It's like a $500 ticket. We're only there for like four days total. And we get out, out there and there's no snow. And, and he kind of warned us. We already had like the flights in place. But Justin was like really really like believe that we would get snow within that small time span and he was right we definitely did and he also was like oh there's some snow up in the mountains if like we have to make it work we will mm-hmm. but, like all the cool spots were in town and so yeah me my homie neil who was on icon at the time i think they helped him pay for his ticket and then dave we all went out to see justin and i'd only ever met justin once at the time like i said like probably four years prior three or four years at the midwest so i didn't know him really but man he was super accommodating super cool like really excited to like film us and help us out and we went out there and there was no snow, like I was saying, but it snowed like the first night. Finally, we woke up to like over a foot or something like that. So we started just like filming around town and some of the spots and Dave was fucking killing it. I think Neil got like a couple of clips for the icon video at the time. And I think I filmed some stuff and I don't think I don't remember if I don't think any of it got used. I think I think I did like a B-roll backflip off this ledge. And that was the only thing that got used. In the, in the <laughs> I new, remember that in the clip. New video, which would have been uh, I think uh, not aliens, but it would have been Skrill Clinton or no, um, Skrill Clinton. That's mm-hmm. what it was. That's what the video we were filming for at the time. <laughs> yeah, so that was like a five hundred dollar backflip B-roll clip. That's <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, that was like that whole trip. I feel like I just skipped a big se- segment where I met Dave. I probably should have brought that up because that was a big part of my life, obviously. Because mm-hmm. he was in the Lower Peninsula and you were in the Upper, correct? Yeah, exactly. But that's like why he even hit up me and Neil at the first in the first place. Like he recognized like I was on the team. I think I was the only other dude from Michigan on the team, even though he was still seven hours away from me. And like he was talking to Neil a lot, too. We were all just talking about skateboarding. And like, dude, Dave was Dave had like just came into the snow skate scene that year. This would have been oh nine ten. He like just like came in out of nowhere and everyone was like, holy mm-hmm. shit, like who is this kid? And he was already built to be like an insane snow skater because mm-hmm. his skateboard background was insane. Yeah. super fucking talented the week two footage that he put up was just nuts on the ambition forums like when that yeah. dropped that yeah. was just insanity that's what i'm saying it was just like we hadn't experienced like someone come into snow skating and be that good immediately like it's always like you watch someone become good mm-hmm. he like got into snow skating and right away he was already like doing things that no one's done i still don't yeah, know if like, we've seen that like since that week two footage dropped no for real exactly he was making yeah those weekly edits with edits with his vx and every time like he'd put one on the forum like yeah, people were going like, yo, who the hell is this kid, you know? Mm-hmm. And even the Ambition team was like talking amongst ourselves. Like, I'm talking with Alex. He's like, like, dude, should we put this kid on? And I'm like, yeah, he's fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Everyone in like the treehouse, in the yeah, the little Ambition treehouse mm-hmm. thing, our little 
team thing where i was like yeah like we back it we should get get this kid on mm-hmm. and which obviously turned out to be one of the best choices ambition probably ever made <laughs> for sure yeah he's pushed so sport. yeah but dave got on and even that summer after he got on like we organized a skate trip together where me and neil went down to like grand rapids area he met up with us and like we skateboarded for a day together and we just hit it off became like good friends and we were just talking a lot so when that winter came up with the lake tahoe trip yeah naturally we was like hey do you want to go and we all went together and it was cool and that was like the start of our friendship for sure it was really cool sick and that winter um that was a big winter still like even after the tahoe trip that took place in late november um but like that was a weird winter for me but i like got hurt immediately after that tahoe trip like i think i was like really trying to get it and like i tried to snow skate this seven stair rail and it was like a really bad day like no grip and the run up for the thing for the fucking handrails maybe like six feet and i just jumped to the bottom of it like the rail was kind of too small so i didn't rack it but I caught my ankle on the last stair and it was like mm. fucked up for the whole season. Like I had to get surgery and it was pretty bad. Oh wow. But I was in denial heavily cause I really didn't like want to go get it looked mm. at or anything like that. And I didn't want to get surgery. So I held off to the end of the year to get the surgery, but it definitely like ruined my whole winter. It was pretty bad. I came out with like some okay footage that I'm even still proud of, but it was like a excruciating winter. Definitely the ankle really put me out. <laughs> for sure. But, but yeah, that's, that's Clinton footage that you had was sick. I remember those clips. It was sick, definitely. Like, I think it took me at least, it took me almost a month. It was, I thought I just, like, rolled it really bad. And I come, I had come to find out later when I actually, like, got the x-ray and stuff, like, later in the early spring after the season was done that, like, it was really messed up and I needed to get surgery on it and stuff. So I just kept snow skating on it. But it'd be one of those things where, like, oh, I landed on it weird that day. I guess I'm not snow skating for a week now until it feels good enough again to snow skate. Like, every day was a struggle snow skating that year. Right. But it so you, you got definitely to- was a good year. So you got surgery in the spring, and were you all good to go for the next winter? Yeah, I think so. I think, man, I still have problems with the ankle. It clicks every time I walk upstairs and still doing weird things, but mm. and I've been just been rolling it. It's my front ankle, my flip trick ankle, so mm. it's definitely always been problematic ever since that happened, but I don't know, for the most part, I'll be all right. <laughs> but it was kind of whack, the timing, after I had rolled it or whatever you want to say it. I don't think I actually broke it. I just, like, I fucked it up really bad, um, but like two weeks after that was like the first big trip like the first like ambition snow skate trip that dave was hosting like dave was super about snow skating and we're all we're just seniors in high school at that point but dave's like yo like i'm trying to get like this christmas break snow skate like thing going on where like everyone's coming you know like people are coming from canada like alex i was finally getting get to meet alex you know the owner of ambition i was super hyped like my whole crew's coming too like i think we packed like i want to say 10 to 15 people into dave's house and he did not tell his mom, dude. Wow. Like, so, uh, <laughs> like, like we have, like our crew is the first to arrive, which is five people total. Um, at this point, you know, some of my homies are like getting flow from ambition, like chancellor and Neil's still an icon. Like mm-hmm. we're trying to get it. And we all, uh, we all drive down there and like, we're the first ones there. And like, we meet his mom. They're nice. They have a nice house, whatever. Everything's cool. But she like says like, I want to say like verbatim to, to Dave. She's like, all right, Dave, like no one else. Right. And he's like, yeah, mom, we're good. <laughs> People start showing up from, like, Canada and stuff. Like, Alex comes down, Phil Smoggy comes with Josh. Like, Mitch and Austin come. I mean, it's awesome. I get to meet everyone. It's so sick. But, dude, she was not hyped. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't mean to make her, like, sound bad or make anyone sound bad. But it was kind of funny. But she was, like, overwhelmed. And, like, she sat us down. And she, like, gave everyone, like, a lecture in Dave's basement. <laughs> like, even, like, the owner of Ambition and, like, Phil Smoggy. who I, like, idolize. She's, like, telling them what to do. And then... She, like, said there wasn't enough room, so, like, me and, like, the UP homies, we all had to, like, go crash at Dave's 
dad's like uh he's a physical therapist with his own office she like made us sleep there on like those rock hard like exercise beds <laughs> oh wow <laughs> it was kind of fucked but it was so fun i don't i don't really blame her though to a point i mean if yeah, 10 to 15 nah. people show up at your house kids especially say, and you have know. no idea they're coming no accommodations or whatever yeah i'd be tripping too nah dave straight played her he didn't use <laughs> yeah it was so funny he's like this is everyone right dave he's like yeah for sure mom <laughs> and then like we're like letting people in through like the basement like door trying to like get them into the basement like what she's not gonna come downstairs and see fucking kids. <laughs> oh, that trip great. was so sick like i was it was like, extremely fun i mean i couldn't snow skate very well my ankle was just so fucked but obviously like so many that snow skate trip was huge like dave like big spin front board big spin out on like a hammer oh, like yeah. we were, like mbds were being done like mm-hmm. he was going off phil was going off like everyone was getting really good clips so it was so cool just to be there yeah, and that would have yeah. been us filming for yes grill clinton mm-hmm. so that was a really sick time so yeah that pretty much was that year i think almost just me pretty much being hurt trying to get footage when i could and trying to film for skrill mm-hmm and then, I mean, the next year after that, I don't know, just filmed. That was like 2011, 2012. I mean, me and Chance were just filming a bunch at that time. He was on the team, and we were really just not really doing much else, but typical snow skate stuff, doing the traveling, staying local mostly. And then at the end of that season, like my like, I was in college at that time. We had a spring break, and I finally got to go visit like the ambition headquarters, if you will, or whatever you want to call it. Like we finally went to Sherbrooke, like me and Chancellor, mm-hmm. like he, he paid for our tickets out there. We took a flight out there and it was kind of like in early March. So the conditions were far from ideal. Like it was pretty warm. We had to like snow skate at night and things like that, but it was really cool that he did that for us. And we got to meet like all the Quebecer dudes and all like the actual like dudes I would watch in old videos and to see like where the, where the snow skates were, like all the stuff mm-hmm. he shipped out, just be, around alex and like maybe you know get to know him more and stuff so that was cool in that year in that sense and i don't know we just filmed and got to film with alex so like we knew for sure like if we got clips with him they'd actually like go in the video instead of just like having your homie film the clip and be like maybe it'll go in yeah for sure <laughs> that was that year pretty much total for sure and then i think the next year after that was the best year ever because that's when i met eric <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, that next year was uh, the big team trip to your and Dave's apartment. So you guys were living together at that point in Kalamazoo, correct? Yes, totally. And that's kind of funny how, like, I, my parents definitely like that I was moving away for like school, but dude, I was moving there to snow skate for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like at that time, I was a sophomore in college, but um, he Dave was going to Western University, like, University in Kalamazoo. And he was just kind of like throughout the idea out of nowhere. He's like, you know, we were still talking. He's like, dude, you should like come down here and live with me. Like I'm trying to get a place. And in my mind, I don't really know what I'm doing for school yet. But I was like, sure. Like I like picked social work and they had a good social work program. So I like, told my parents, I was like going down there, you know, to like going to go to college, this and that. But in my mind, I was pretty much just going there to like hang out with Dave and like be around a new skate scene and <laughs> live in a place that had spots because those are, you know, there's not a, there's a few and far up here, so there's not very mm-hmm. many spots. So mainly to me, like, yeah, I mean, I said it was college, but I was definitely going down there to like film snow skating. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh was supposed to be in on that plan. It was like me, Josh Oaks, and Dave were all going to get a house together, like the snow skate trifecta thing. But Josh dropped out at the last second, and mm. yeah, it was just me and Dave. But that was a sick year because obviously i had someone to film with i think that year alex had bought us a camera and yeah most of all i got to meet a lot more people because we held that team trip and that was huge 
So that's when I met, yeah, that's when I met Eric. <laughs> that's when I met you. Yeah, that's when I met everyone as well. But yeah, that team trick was, trip was super hectic with what we had probably a dozen dudes, maybe your, or maybe more than that, staying in that two bedroom apartment in Kaiser. Yeah. Yeah. That was a small old house in like the downtown Kalamazoo area. Definitely not built to house that many people, but we were all just what sardined in there laying, you know, side by side practically. Yeah. There's did barely. You in, in, did you sleep in my room? No, I didn't. I mean, you do have the best floor in Keizu, but I think that was the only time that I stayed with you <laughs> where I didn't sleep on your bedroom floor. I think I was out in the living room for that trip. Oh, you were? Okay. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that trip was so much fun, though. No, that was an absolute blast. There are a lot of a lot of great stories from that uh, from right. that trip, and the weather was fantastic too. I mean, we got yeah, dumped on snow. I mean, it was super cold. I mean, minus my car getting towed. Um, oh, having dude, a... I forgot about that. <laughs> the best oh. day in Niles, Michigan, turned into the worst. Dave lost all that footy from the VX. My car got towed. Oh, like, dude, oh, that was Actually, a nightmare. Getting... Oh shit, dude! You know what? I'm getting this years mixed up. You're thinking of the year after. I'm thinking of this the first year I lived there. I didn't, I didn't meet you till the following season the 2013 2014 was when i met you oh I'm yeah i'm thinking about when we were filming for let's play we had a we had a team trip that year too that's yeah, right in the downstairs apartment yep because i was not yeah. a part of the team at that point yeah exactly yeah it was the downstairs one i wish i could remember more from that trip all i know is it was really good we stacked a lot and all that footage went towards let's play mm-hmm. but i mean that's pretty much that season in a nutshell. Good shit. But yeah, it was the next season. That's when I met you, 2013, 2014. That's when we started filming for Saba. Yes. That was big, at least to me. <laughs> no, no, that was that was an awesome time. No, you were I saying like, uh, Dave lost some footy on the VX. So maybe you could take this opportunity because I know you know you approach a, a snow skate park very differently than you would a skateboard part. Uh, maybe oh. you just talk about your maybe you're filming and stuff like that. Cause I know that that's a huge struggle. That's something that seemed to always be a topic on forums is how do you actually film in the winter with these, you know, for something like a VX that's, that's very susceptible to cold. Oh, absolutely. It was, it was so problematic. It was so, it was such a shit show filming with the VX. Like we wanted to do it because we come at that time I was skateboarding a shit ton with Dave and I was really like, loving skateboarding and i was filming vx parts and i loved how they looked so in our eyes like dave and i are like dude like let's film a vx snow skate part which we thought was sick but in retrospect like came out to be like one of the worst ideas ever <laughs> i mean i'm super stoked we still did it and that was a cool part about sava is like we kind of had like vx parts a couple people did actually mm-hmm. we like you know we could pretty much when we went into filming sava i think we either chose if we were going to do a vx or we were going to do it hd and being the skateboarders we were we wanted to do it we wanted to do a VX, but that was such a problem because it was literally hit or miss. Like every session there for a minute, it felt like it was hit or miss. It was like, might get the trick or it'll glitch out or it won't even film. It was getting so bad to have that, the SD fucking, what is that thing from 95, 96, like pulling mm-hmm. that out and below zero. Yeah. That thing was mm-hmm. bound for failure. And mm-hmm. it was kind of, it just, every session we went to, it was like, I'd be in the middle of trying. I remember in particular, I was trying to front board like this pretty long, like five stair rail, but it was pretty tall. And like, I was scared to death, even just trying it. And the conditions were so bad and it was windy. And literally every other try, Dave's like, all right, like, I think it's working. And I'm like, dude, I need to know because I'm doing this once. <laughs> and luckily it, it filmed the attempt and it was in, that's like my first clip, I think in Saba. But I remember that day just thinking like, I'm like busting my ass for this and I might not even get it. Mm-hmm. And 
I think that overall, like for me, I don't think I really lost too much or anything that valuable, but Dave definitely that season I was filming him a lot with the VX and he lost a lot of good stuff for sure. Like that day that, that uh, Eric was just referring to, we took like a trip outside of Kalamazoo with the whole team to this town called Niles. And there's this really nice double kink. That's like at this abandoned place. It's not there anymore. RIP, but it was a really nice rail and we get all the way there and like Dave fucking handles it. I think more than a few times and we get home and mm-hmm. all the clips are either glitchy or just not even filmed. Mm-hmm. So it was like the biggest headache that season just, pushing yourself or putting yourself on the line and then coming home to like nothing that was so devastating sometimes oh for sure definitely like just with sava i think everyone kind of knew in our heads like it almost feels like and i hate to say this but it almost feels like that was like a at least since i've been on ambition that was like the peak point of everyone filming you know like the whole mm-hmm. team was pretty much like let's get it like, yeah everyone's mm-hmm. having a part that, that was huge that's what i was gonna move into is like because going into sava i'm sure you, like it felt like everyone else had it was like a different approach it felt like you guys were doing something new uh, a lot of mbds like you know there's so much so much energy went into that video and i was wondering if you could talk about how that felt uh, different than anything else you've ever worked on oh totally i mean from the get-go just living with dave we're nerding out every day we're both dedicated that was just a huge push i'm sure him pushing me me pushing him but even just aside from that, like Eric was saying, like that was a, we had another we had team trips at that time. Finally, like those were becoming like an annual thing, if not more, like multiple times a year. We're now like getting around each other and like making it a point to like film with people. So I, I just think we kind of all maybe it was never said vocally, but we all knew that we were going to like film the one of the best no skate videos. Like we knew that everyone was gunning for it. This was also the first year we knew like, hey, let's do a two year instead of one. So now we're thinking in our heads like, cool, I have enough time to really pull out a full part that I'm proud of instead of like mm. just trying to like put together as much as I can with like a small one season year or whatever you want to say. But so I think it was never really spoken about, but I think we all kind of subconsciously knew like this was going to be the video. And at that time, everyone was trying to film and it just was, I don't know, it all came together really well, even though I feel like it was pretty natural. Like I said, it wasn't like a deliberate thing. Like, here's the video. This is going to be the best. It was definitely a natural thing that came to be like my favorite snowscape video. Mm-hmm. So your ender for that video, the airwalk down the big five block, Zach, are you going to tell me on record that the generator died two seconds after you landed it and that was not staged? That was a hundred percent. That really was real. Yeah, dude. Quick story about that. Number one, to be fucking blatant, just to be like bleak or whatever you want to say. I'll just be honest. I fucking hate that trick. Number two, <laughs> um, when I was, this is probably why I hate it. We went to that, I think, two or three times for me to do that airwalk. Mm-hmm. And the first night we went there, it looked huge. Like all the snow had kind of melted. There was only like some stuff we gathered up. But because of that, like everything was so exposed that the spot looks huge and it looked awesome. And I was doing like nice airwalks where my legs would extend. And I don't know what happened. I think I got kind of smoked. I mean, you can only jump down that thing so many times. It's like, right. I mean, you've jumped down it, Eric. You know how fucking hard it is. Oh, it's horrible, legs. dude. I'll never go it's back like, to that spot. What's that? It's horrible, dude. I will never go back to that spot. Right. I maybe would, but literally I could probably do it 10 times. It's literally just a cliff. Mm-hmm. There's like mm-hmm. no gap to it. It's just a big fucking drop. But, yeah. Um, I got smoked. And then like I was kind of over it, but I think Dave and Aaron, our photographer at the time, he was really pushing for it because he had some good photos. He's like, dude, like I really want you to get the airwalk. Like the photos are looking sick. And I'm like, all right, like, let's go back. But when we went back, it was like we got like a huge snowstorm and it was just covered. And that's the one that got used in the video. And I don't know, the, the spot just doesn't look nearly as big as it is. And my airwalk was kind of puny. I don't know, I like, didn't extend my legs. So I'm like super bummed on it. But the cool thing about it, like you said, it was like the moment I landed, 
the generator just ran out of gas on the last try and i was like oh word let's get out of here cool (laughs) (laughs) it's like the only cool part about it well and the beer clip too you stealing the beer from your mom's fridge you know (laughs) oh word yeah that 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 was a a totally different session oh really okay (laughs) yeah dave was like hitting this double kink rail like on the other side of michigan like in detroit and i was just like i don't know if you're gonna film, it helps if you drink. Oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so I was just having some beers while I was actually filming Dave in the cold, and that's when that clip got filmed. So I have a note on my notes from the pre-interview: two pairs of shoes. I'm wondering if you could go into process a little bit. How has it changed? I know, like, uh, everyone's got their own little rituals, but I, I mean, let's get into it. Like, you're going out, you're getting out there to, you know, film. What's uh? What do you bring in? What's like, what have you learned that helps you the most? Right. Yeah. It's, that's a really good question. Like you said, I, I think everyone has their own techniques and strategies or rituals, whatever you you want to say, but, um, which is totally true. You'll find what works best with, with snow skating. That's exactly how it goes. And every year I'm definitely like still switching things up and learning different things. But, um, with the shoes in particular, I always have pretty much two pairs on a trip, not even just because one gets wet and the other one you need at that time while it's drying. I mean, that's definitely a big part of it, but I like to have one pair of shoes, which right now I have the Etnies, I want to say it's the Murano one, Etnies, or no, it's the Etnies Jameson, that's what it is. Yeah. The Etnies Jameson, but it's like the winterized version, and I use those when I know I'm going out to like film like a flip trick or like skate a gap because they're grippy enough to like get the flip trick but it's not too grippy where like you know the extreme grip like gets stuck to your board and stuff like that and then i also keep on hand which i've been liking a lot more this year is just a pair of like the van skate highs and i've been loving those it's like what mm-hmm. i've mainly been at least using like the, the season and those you know it has the waffle grip so it grabs mm-hmm. on the extreme grip way more so if i'm going mm-hmm. out to do something like a handrail where my board's not flipping or just whatever it may be then i'm definitely going to bring those shoes along mm-hmm. so i just kind of pick between the two shoes and i don't know people might get weirded out by skating different shoes during like the same time but i don't know with snow skating it doesn't matter i don't think i could do mm-hmm. skateboarding but yeah i feel like that would throw me off a lot i, I right. definitely wear the same pair of shoes whenever i go skating but um so with the vans right. the vans skate highs that you're wearing you're not wearing the dedicated mte with the reverse waffle you're just wearing the normal pair of skate highs yeah i'm literally just wearing there the regular skate highs i like them better i tried the mtes and Dude, I know you like them, and a lot of people do, and I think they're a great shoe, but they're, like, too grippy. Like, that reverse waffle's gnarly. Yeah, no, for sure. It took me a long time to get used to them when I first started skating them. I tried to do a kickflip, and my board would shoot out, like, 15 feet in front of me. Mm-hmm. Like, it just didn't work. But Once you right. get used to them, it's okay. But, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a lot of grip to get used to. I, I, yeah, I I think it's a little too much. And not, I don't know why this is. I know it's a winterized shoe, but I had that shoe last season for a little bit, and I would even just, like, wear it out. And my toes would fucking freeze in those things compared to mm. even, like, a regular skate shoe. I don't know why. Hmm. So I sold those to Josh Oaks. I was like, here you go, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over these. But And I agree with you. If it came down to skateboarding, I could never swap between two shoes. I don't know why it works okay for snow skating. I don't mind it. Man. Hmm. I have the same pair of skate shoes that I've been that are held together with like shoe goo and like super glue, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. When they when the tread dies out, I'll get a new pair. But like, yeah, it's too hard to, you know, switch it up and break something in. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of a weird difference there. Oh yeah, that's. Are you are you saying like you have you been using the same snow skate shoes for like a long time? That's yeah. What you're saying? Well, the skateboarding and snow skating. Oh yeah. I've had the same so, pair of like the vans with the reverse waffle since probably 2009 and yeah, just yeah, I feel keep like them together. People waterproof really love them. those things. They weren't for me, but 
I know people like them. High tops are for sure. No, yes. I think what everyone That's... wants to know though is: there, are the pajama pants coming back this season? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't fucking you don't have to twist my arm. I'll fucking. Do it. <laughs> As Eric Brickwood said, you do not have to twist my arm. I'm fucking, right now, I'm flipping on the light into my closet, and I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> Also, I want at least one snowskate clip yeah, in the pajama get, pants yeah. this year, even if it's just for Instagram or something. Throw even better, it's a, it'll be a bonus if it goes into like your actual video part. Oh, dude, you can fucking count on it. <laughs> I have to find some, dude. I, I don't know if I even own pajama pants right now. I know that's fucked up. It is. I'm sorry to even like say that, but I, I'd have to either like I'm I moved home this past year, so all my stuff is kind of like scattered around, and I can't remember if I end up packing some pajamas. I think I might have a pair. But right now, as it's funny, as I turn on the lights to look into like my closet area, I'm just staring at my Vans ICOs from literally ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Did you? I know you had a pair of those, Eric. I know you fucking rocked those forever. Yeah, they're like strapping bricks to your feet yeah. in hindsight. I don't really know how we skated them. <laughs> I'm holding on to this right now, and it's so wide. <laughs> it's huge. It makes my hand look tiny. It's like the biggest fucking. It's literally a tank. Yeah. The ankle support was sick, though. I really like that. Like, if you laced them up super tight and had mm-hmm. the Velcro strap at the top, it yep. was really hard to roll your ankles, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. They're actually really strong. And they also had the ankle gaiter that you could that had, like, the button where you, like, pulled it tight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it only worked for, like, half out. a season until it tore. But, mm-hmm. I mean, while well, it worked for, like, those that month and a half or whatever, it was tight. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's, that's super true. But the funny thing is, like, my left one isn't even torn. And then I look at my right one and the whole ankle sleeve ankle gaiter or whatever the hell they called it that thing is just fucking ripped to shreds like you just said mm-hmm. <laughs> but man i don't think i could i don't have the heart to like throw these away but i'll never fucking use these again i realize how bulky they are now in hindsight but mm-hmm. i can't throw them away i'll probably like frame them or something and like show them to my dog <laughs> <laughs> no i'm in the same boat like i'm never skating those things again but i just have them sitting in my basement like i can't just throw them in the trash you know no, I can't. I mean, that was such a cool idea that they even like made snow skate shoes. I mean, they're kind of advertised as snow skaters. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll never get a for sure answer if Vans made those to be snow skate shoes. Like sometimes on their websites, they'd be in like the snow skate shoe department, but there's no clear answer that they made them to, like only solely for snow skating. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Still stoked that ever happened. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that Sava year, we took uh, a relatively interesting trip uh, attempting to go to Canada. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was the <laughs> second season filming for Sava. We got fucked. <laughs> Dude, that sucked ass. You that can... was the worst. Do you want to? No, wanna man. This is it? all you. <laughs> this is your episode, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll explain it. So yeah, I mean, let's see. I feel like all this stuff, all these trips always happen like on a winter break, like every time. I guess we're all in college at the time, so yep. we had a long winter break. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, this would have been in, I think, just two th- just was the beginning of 2015. And me, you, and Dave and Alan had big plans to go to, where were we heading to, Mitch over in like Calgary? Yeah, we were going to skate with um, Mitch and Austin. I think they were in Regina at the time. Yep. Yeah, so over in that area, which I'd never been to. I was fucking I hadn't either. to go to that area. I, I think Alan was the only one who'd ever been over that way, so we were fucking all hyped to go over there. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think this thought ever crossed our mind of like having any kind of trouble getting over into Canada. Like It was never really ever that big of an issue mm-hmm. up till this time. And we took the trek, Dave and I first. We left from Kalamazoo. We took it all the way over to um, 
over into like the Duluth area where you were at, Eric, or mm-hmm. Cloquet, I guess, if you want to get real precise. <laughs> and we hung out with your family, and it was super sick. That was the best part of the trip. People forget that. I got one. I was the only person who got a clip on that on that trip just because we were like fucking around one day and oh, i didn't think it would even go on my part but i got that varial heel over like that rock gap yeah and dave started laughing trip. at the end which you can't hear in sava but you can hear in the b-side <laughs> yeah i don't know why <laughs> i don't know either i think we were just dicking around in the background or something and you just happened to land the trick and like when we were joking or whatever yeah that was definitely <laughs> got lucky at least we got some snow skating in on that trip in some sense mm-hmm. but anyway so we stayed in coke for a minute with eric and then Alan joined us. I think he had like some stuff to get done or something until he could go on that trip. So like mm-hmm. it was like a day or two later, we finally like took off on this long ass drive. And where were we going? Where were we like approaching the border at? What what fucking state were we in? Because we drove, we drove like at least ten hours to get there. Yeah, it was it was almost. We were in North Dakota, but we were so far west that we were almost in Montana. Yeah, yeah, because we were trying to like drive as far west i feel like as we almost could so when we do hit the border we'd like drive straight north into regina area yeah it it was the most direct route yeah so anyways we drive that we finally get there did it take one day to drive yeah it took i think yeah i think we did it all early yeah it was like a full day like 12 hours or whatever yeah but regardless, we finally get to the border. And once we actually got past the border, it would have been pretty short from there. Am I mistaken? When I yeah, I think just, too long. just like, a couple more hours, something like that. Yeah, we did mo- the majority of the driving actually in the States. But yeah, we get to the border. It's us four once again. And there, we're, we're prepared to get hassled. I mean, we, I mean, if you want to stereotype us for sure, we're like prime <laughs> candidates for people who have <laughs> weed or whatever else on us. <laughs> and we get to the border, though, and there's kind of like questioning why we're going up there for. And I think we, I mean, we did say snow skating. Mm-hmm and that's fair whatever we're going up there to snow skate this and that and they're kind of like hounding us and sure they want to search our car so they do and they search the car which was so fucking hard to pack to begin with we had to pack alan's car full like we had like pretty much slam the tailgate down to even like to keep everything in so it's already an inconvenience but once they do search the whole car they find a lot of the camera gear and that made them so suspicious i think they like while we were searching we were like chilling in that area like the lobby area and like they came in there kind of just like why do you guys have this much camera gear if you guys are just going out there to snow skate like something professional is going on here like you guys are getting paid and we're all just like uh i mean the funny thing is like sure we were yeah i mean we're all getting paid a little bit by ambition Mm -hmm. but regardless of that we would have had all that stuff anyways like dave has his camera i had some camera gear too just for my own personal self Mm -hmm. alan has you know it's all personal shit you had your stuff alan had his stuff right like regardless of that shit we would have i we still would have been traveling with those cameras even if we weren't going up there to like film for snow skating right so i think that was kind of whack but uh point being they just really thought like something more was going on than there was and i guess they're maybe a little bit right but they in the end they took us all they separated us brought us into like these rooms and literally interrogated us They're like like what's going on up there like what are you guys really doing like you guys are just going on a trip like you guys are making money like this is a this is like you guys are, this is a job for you guys you know <laughs> and then they even they confiscated all this is like the this is the thing that makes me still fucking angry and when i tell this story like people don't believe me that they did this mm-hmm. or they're like didn't know they could do this like they can't, they can't do that but i'm like no they fucking did it they mm-hmm. took all our phones they went through all of our phones went through all our text messages went through like our instagrams and literally when they when they separated us to interrogate us, like they get like I swear it was like a movie that like threw my phone onto the table, like towards me to give it back. And they're like, What's ambition? 
<laughs> I was like, uh, it's snow, that's like the snowskate company, you know, that we ride for. And then they're like, well, do they pay you? And I was like, honest with them. I was like, yeah, they pay us a little bit, you know, it's not like how I make my living, but yeah, it's great. <laughs> they hook us up. And then they're just like, all right, like sit tight. And pretty much in the end, they just told us all like, no, you can't fucking get in. Like, you're not coming in. You need a work visa. And I was just like, are you serious? Like at this point, for Dave and I, that was at least over 20 hours of traveling, probably. Right. And even just that day was 10 alone. It was just uh. like, we were definitely bumming. I remember, like, we didn't know what to do. But in our mind, we're thinking, you know, maybe we'll try again tomorrow at a different spot. Like, we won't go through this port. We'll go through a different one. Mm-hmm. And for right now, we just need, like, a place to stay. So, like, we drove to, like, the nearest town, which I think was, like, an hour, 45 minutes or something like that away. And I remember, mm-hmm. like, we got there right before bar closed. <laughs> and we just got a beer and just started drinking. Yeah. We were so <laughs> We're just like, we're not getting in. Like, bar was closing. She can't even, like, make a drink. But she's like, you can take some beers to go. Like, we, like, take a couple six-packs or whatever, like, go to the room. <laughs> and we just, like drink with like disgust just like oh <laughs> this sucks i think we drunk we called fucking... justin majeski that night too didn't we dude yeah what i didn't want to bring that up but what we said. <laughs> i don't even remember what we said i remember we definitely did we were getting drunk and like calling snow skaters <laughs> oh man yeah but anyway so we got denied and at this point, like, we're calling Alex, and we're just like, Alex, like, what do we do? Like, we just drove all the way out here. Like, Mitch was expecting us. Austin was expecting us. Like, we have a whole trip planned around this for, like, a week, pretty much. And we're looking for loopholes at this point. Any way we can try to get into Canada without thinking that we need a work visa. And I think at this point, we even had Alex, like, write us a letter, like, to vouch for us. Like, you know, like, they're not my employees. Like, just let them in. Like, it's just, like, a filming thing. And Mm-hmm. I think that was like our best bet. And so the next day when we woke up, we went to a different port to get into Canada. I think it was probably like even, it was even more West. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. It was probably like another hour out and they were so nice. Like we got there and they were so cool. They would have let us go immediately. But of course, when you get denied, they see that. So when they pull it up, they see that we got denied the day before. They know everything. I'm sure there's even, I don't mm-hmm. even know what they know about us, but I'm guessing there's notes and things. I don't know. But mm-hmm. pretty much they asked us what went down. And they literally even said, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, they're like, we would have let you in if it was yesterday and you guys would have came to us. But like, because of what had happened the day prior and them denying you, like, we're not going to let you in today either. Mm-hmm. And we were like so defeated. It sucked. Yeah, I remember being so bummed so, after that. After that, I think we just fucking like sucked it up and drove back to Duluth. Or Cloquet. Yeah, we did. We made it back at like sunrise the next morning or something, like drove through the like the entire night. It was horrible. Yeah, it was fucking awful. That was that was such a bummer. It, it was so weird though. Like I remember the place that we tried to enter the second time. It was such a small little place. It was like literally like one car lane, like only like two people working. Mm-hmm. And in our minds, I think we thought like we should go through the bigger one because they won't have time to look through everything and they'll let us go. But in retrospect, like we should have just went through the small one and Mm-hmm. I guess we didn't know any better, but it was funny, like how nice they were and how genuine they were. And if we would have just went there, we would have been fine. But and ever since that day that we got denied twice, it is such a fucking headache to get into Canada now. I hate it. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare, dude. It's like a gamble every time. And like I would put it at about I probably try to get there like two or three times a year at this point in my life, whether it be for snow skating or like with music or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. I'm the person in the car who's holding everyone up every time they got to ask me, they got to like search us for the reason that I'm in the car. So it kind of sucks if you're traveling with people. 
yeah. and I don't know when that'll get like taken off our records, but I don't think so I don't think it ever years. will. Like I still get hassled. Like I went up there for work a couple years ago, and they still like took me into a room and interrogated me, just grilled the fuck out of me. Like, Jeez. yeah, it just completely unrelated. No snow on the ground. Clearly wasn't snow skating, but yeah, they don't care. <laughs> yeah. They saw the red flag and they were gonna do something about it. You know. No, totally. And it definitely helps when there isn't snow. Like I definitely noticed it's a little bit easier getting in when it's not snow skating. So they must know, they must have notes at least regarding like what the reason was. Yeah, I think they do. Because I noticed that like I've been up there now a couple of times for just like touring bands and things like that. And yeah, we still get hassled, but it seems a bit easier. I think there's only been one time ever since that took place where I got through without being searched though. I think it's only ever happened once. Mm Mm-hmm. Even coming back, I was there last year with Dave, and we were coming into the U.S., and we got fucking, like, so, like, just hassled with his dad. It was, like, his really? dad was, like, picking us up, and we got, like, hassled so hard, like, me, Dave, and his dad. And we're like, dude, we're coming back into the U.S. this time. Like, why is this a thing? So you're getting hassled by U.S. Customs? Yeah, to get back into the U.S. It wow. was so ridiculous. They were, like, huge assholes. Even Dave's dad was just like, why are you doing this, dude? <laughs> <laughs> But you ended up going on a much better Canada trip. So you were ultimately let back in and toured Canada with Josh Oaks. Uh, I don't think it was the next year, but 2016, 2017, right? Let me think. 14, 15, 15. Yeah, it would have been two years after that. We finally, I think, I mean, we did get in the next year too. Not for snow skating reasons, but we got in for Saba, like the premiere. Oh, we that's right. To go to the Saba premiere and that was such a blast. Oh, that was so much fun. That was one of the best nights of my life. Dude, absolutely. Like, they rented out, like, that big loft space. It was almost kind of like a homey premiere, but bigger. Mm-hmm. It just felt really, like, intimate. And it was, like, in a really cool place. It had, like, free beer, if I remember correctly. Yep. And it was, like, all, like, the Snowskate, like, icon legends. Like, I think that was, like, the first time I remember meeting, like, Nick Stefani and, like, mm-hmm. even some of the Quebecer dudes I'd never met and things like that. I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone came out. And there's, like, a. And it was super fun. There's a big six foot poster of you doing a kickflip, too. Yeah, but it was a heel flip, you idiot. No, oh, kidding. shit. I blew it. <laughs> Don't put that in. <laughs> no. It, yeah, I still have. Actually, that poster hangs at the shop now. Like, the shop that I ride for, I guess you could say. Oh, that's at right. Edge. Like, yep. that poster's there right now. Cool. He, he puts it up when he's, like, selling snow skates. He, like, put that up as, like, the backdrop. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a phenomenal time that was awesome we had some trouble getting in but luckily there wasn't snow at that moment so i think they were like all right let him in yeah because you drove up with all the homies too it's kind of a similar situation right yeah it was very similar that's the thing it was all like the people we'd normally be traveling with i think it was me dave josh oaks um it might have just been oh aaron came with us too aaron schaefer the photographer oh, that's right yep. and then on the way back we even brought phil with us so we were even more packed we brought phil smudgy home with us and mm-hmm. i think we had like five people sitting deep but I don't remember us getting hassled too much. We made it through okay, but we were definitely concerned there for a second. Like, we weren't going to get to see the premiere, which we all had worked, like, super hard for and were just so excited about seeing. Right. Worked out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you made it back in the next winter as well and went on a, a Canada-wide tour with Josh Oaks doing demos and... Yeah, that was... That was... That was something. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only say that because, like, that was a like it was an awesome time and is one of the coolest trips i've ever been on and i'm so grateful for alex and ambition just for doing that for us Mm -hmm. but it was unfortunate because like the conditions for that trip were far from ideal they were pretty bad Mm -hmm. it was 
literally uh it was probably almost a month-long trip it was probably like just shy of like 30 days i, I probably placed out about like 20 25 somewhere in there and out of all those days i think one night was below freezing or one day was below freezing and actually good for snow skating wow. other than that like literally every day it was like man like we're having a great time at these demos but i wish we could like really show these kids or anyone who came out or i wish people who were even trying could have a good you know base or like a good try like you know like demoing these snow skates so people can try them definitely with kids you have like good skateboard backgrounds mm-hmm. and you really want them to like it and right for them to maybe take it seriously but sometimes like the, the days of the demos would be like 40 degrees or i guess if you're in canada like you know positive like three or whatever four or five <laughs> it sucked because you know you can't really showcase snow skating that well in those conditions but it was cool man the winnipeg one in particular that demo was so fucking fun even though it was a warm day we got to the park where we were supposed to do the demo at like this nice skate plaza like one i've been seeing in like videos my whole life and we get there and it's just shit like it's so bad but for whatever reason right next to that skate park they have like this big hill set up for like snowboarders with a bunch of rails and like Mm. like our homie justin goldine sorry if i'm saying his name wrong he like drove mm-hmm. down from where he's from and like he brought like a bunch of like boxes luckily like in his truck and like a bunch of rails so he set up a bunch of stuff and like the demo was like saved for sure and for whatever reason i think like at one point i looked up and i was like literally like thinking like holy shit there's like 40 snow skaters here oh, like wow. this is insane <laughs> And, and some of them are really fucking good <laughs> so and justin was, like, drove easily. like seven hours to bring all that equipment too didn't he yeah, that's what I, yeah, he drove a long ways, and that kid rips, dude. He was super cool. Yeah, he big shouts out to he, Justin. Like, brought every yeah, dude. Shout out to that dude for like definitely helping save that day, and that was probably my favorite and the most successful demo of that of that little run we did. Um, so that was that was really cool. Like I said, it was just really cool to see. Like I Winnipeg actually had a lot of snow skaters for some reason. It wasn't even kids just trying the boards. Like mm-hmm. a lot of kids came out with their own decks, and I was like, dude, snow skating is kind of a thing here. This is awesome. For sure. Um, but that whole thing wasn't like that many demos. I think we only did like four total. It was more like a snow skate trip where we were trying to get it and film. And even at some point, like we went all the way over to like Banff National Park. Is that a park, a forest, mm-hmm. a yeah, national yeah. park? And that was extremely cool. Like a lot of it was just a lot of cool sightseeing. And and Alex definitely, I think, knew that. Like he gave us that opportunity. It was almost like a reward in a way for like all the years and things like that. Like, he was like, hey man, like here's a trip for you guys. Like obviously we want to snow skate while we're on it. But mm-hmm. I think it was kind of mutually understood that like a part of that trip was definitely going to be us like getting an Airbnb at this awesome place at, at like at Banff and like going in the hot tub, chilling, having beers, hiking mountains and some days, you know, even like taking off of snow skating. But mm-hmm. so that trip was just so cool and alone, even if the conditions were not that great. That was like one of the most memorable things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. But I definitely wish that we could have filmed more for it. But you still ended up sharing a part with Josh in the solstice and dude. That was a great yeah, part. Yeah, mm. I think I literally out of that whole month, I got one clip that was used in, in Solstice. And Josh, I don't even think he got any. Maybe, no, 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 he got a couple, I think. He got mm-hmm. a couple. Josh is one of those guys, same with Jensen. I mean, it was that trip was me, Jensen, Chuck, and Josh. And those those are like some dudes that they don't, like they know the conditions are bad, but I swear it doesn't affect them. Right, like, it, it just doesn't matter for those guys. What? Yeah, it just doesn't matter for those guys. Like, yeah, that's how it feels. Like, I know it matters. Like, they know, too. Like, I know they're like, oh, man, like I could be doing a lot better or whatever. But I swear, like, they're just so good. Like, they made it work. Like, Jensen definitely got some clips on that tour. I know Chuck got a couple. Like, everyone definitely got more than me for sure. But it's wild how, like, even we'd go out on days that were, like, 40-some degrees, and they would still get a clip. And I'm just like, wow. I can barely even ollie mm-hmm. today. It's so bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those dudes will make it work whenever. Like, definitely having them at the demos made snow skating look so much better than I ever could have. That's mm-hmm. for sure. 
they're just that good. Um, but yeah, that trip was super sick. It pretty much just went. I don't remember where we entered Canada at even. Oh yeah. Oh no. Of course I remember. We entered kind of near you in Minneapolis. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and I know why too, because there's, <laughs> there's oh, a story that goes along with that trip. That... We gotta we gotta save that for your ender though. <laughs> we but yeah, we entered through there, pretty much drove west all the way towards when, when we hit Banff, we kind of turned around and then I actually went all the way back to Sherbrooke with those dudes, like all the way back towards Toronto, then up north, up towards like Montreal and Sherbrooke. And yeah, it was definitely like a month long trip that was just super fun, but I wish I could have been a little bit more productive, but can't change the weather. So fuck it. Mm-hmm. So this upcoming season, what do you have? Uh, what do you have planned snow skating wise? Man, I hope. I hope this doesn't come off as wrong. Like the way I wanted to phrase it in my head just so I can go sounds awful. I was going to be like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, like this season, I've been having a lot of fun. I've only went out like five times so far. Like we've, we got some snow in November here where I'm at. I'm back up in the upper peninsula of Michigan for the first time in six years. So I've lived in Kalamazoo the past six years where they barely got snow. But, um, Honestly, I am not working right now. I like took, I like quit my job, and moved up here to like build a van mm. and just kind of like, honestly, literally dedicate a year to snow skating. But when it comes down to like my approach for filming, I literally don't like have like one trick plan. I don't have like any spot in mind, which I kind of like that for a change. Usually I'm the opposite and I'm writing down like a hundred spots on my phone and then I'm had these expectations and whatever else. And I kind of mm-hmm. like trying to like avoid that this year. And literally this year, I'm, for sure. I'm literally just staring at a, a snow skate right now. And I need to grip it and just go out and have fun. I don't, I'm not like trying to prove anything to myself this time. I just kind of want to go out and snow skate and be, be around filming for sure. So I have the opportunity, but I'm not like deliberately planning anything. Right. And that's a great approach. I mean, sometimes some of the best stuff just happens spontaneously versus you trying to go and set up a spot and conditions aren't working or something unforeseen comes up. Um, Oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think like some of my favorite tricks were definitely just, Honestly, probably most of my favorite tricks were the ones that, like, we were at a place and I was like, oh, shit, like, that's right around the corner. Should we go look at that? Mm-hmm. And then something comes out of it for at least, if not, like, me, then someone. And that's, like, some of my favorite tricks for other people, too. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, I don't know. I think I've learned by now. I'm getting older and I just want to adjust and try to try to do a different approach for once for snow skating. And, I mean, but I definitely, in the back of my mind, I know I want to try to kind of go hard with filming. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to plan out what those tricks may be. Right. Right. But I have the year off and I honestly like all year, all I really want to do is, um, I definitely want to get to Canada for a, like a substantial amount of time and hang out with Alex and be around his area. Cause I'm always feel like I'm always like cut short when I'm visiting him mm-hmm. with like work or school or whatever it was in the past. And then this year I want to also get over towards like Josh and I want to get by you in Minneapolis. I fucking love Minneapolis and mm-hmm. I just want to, Literally try to travel as much as I can while I can. Mm-hmm. Tell me about this van. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's kind of... Right now, it's... A f- I, right now, it's like making me so angry because <laughs> I don't have the title for it. And I was hoping to already, oh, already be working on it. Yeah. But I bought a van. I kind of just had this idea, like, Josh did it first. or We kind of talked about it a lot where, you know, Josh bought, like, a van. Mm-hmm. Gutted it and, you know traveled in it as a camper van and lived in it and i was like man like i should do that um and i was just like watching so many videos on youtube people doing it it's definitely like a hip thing to do right now i know mm-hmm. a lot of people are doing oh, it yeah. but yeah just kind of jumped on that train and i bought a van last september just like a big cargo van and 
it already came gutted and right now it's literally just sitting outside and i don't have the title for it and i'll spare the details but like someone jumped another title owner and like things are just so fucked right now mm. at the secretary of state with this like title and literally i'm just waiting for a clean title to come back so i can own the van because right now i literally just paid for a van and i don't even like technically own it so you but, can't modify it or work on it at all without that title i mean that's the thing i could but right now it's been months dude and i if i start putting work and spending my own like save like i've been saving up for this for like two years mm-hmm. i've been like i've been working that i worked at a hospital the last two years doing it and i saved up literally to do this plan mm-hmm. and if i start putting in time and money into it and i don't even fucking own this thing because i'm like the whole thing's kind of sketchy yeah. right now i'm starting to realize like mm-hmm. people jumped owners and this and that and if i can never get this thing in my name and i make all that work happen and i can't even take it out on the road like that's a mm. big fucking waste of time so i'm like really hesitant to like start building a house in this thing <laughs> sure understandable it sucks but i'm kind of hoping and staying positive that this fucking title will be in the mail here hopefully any any day now i've been waiting for it mm-hmm. and then yeah once i'm, I'm just kind of trying to focus on snow skating right now and then once spring hits and i can't really snow skate or skateboard or whatever you know like that weird transitional period i think that's when i'm gonna really try to focus on like building the van and my dad's gonna help me out with that and then maybe spend this year uh traveling and skateboarding cool that's sick living in a van <laughs> <laughs> and you've also been doing a good bit of traveling for some of the music stuff that you've been doing over the last year right yeah, that's been a very new thing in my life for sure. Something I've always wanted as a kid as well. Just yeah, I'm a big music fanatic, like I'm sure a lot of people are. But mm-hmm. I've always like dabbled with instruments, but I'm definitely like no musician by any means. But just recently, uh, my friend's band, actually Neil Berg, he's in the band too. Mm. Uh, you know, icon snow skater Neil oh, Berg. Yeah. <laughs> he is in this band, and like uh, their band name is called Charmer. And I've always been like just super hyped on them and they're my friends obviously being really supportive but their bass player just had moved away recently a few months ago and me just with me moving home they were just like hey man like do you want to do you want to play with us and i was like sure like i'll learn the parts i'm not a musician but (laughs) so i literally just got back from a small tour with them like three days ago and that was a blast i haven't like played music with people since i was like in high school so that was cool oh it's awesome so i've been traveling with them playing music more, focusing a lot more time on that now that I have the time. And when I'm not doing that, my other friend's band, uh, my friends are in a band called Hot Mulligan. It's like another pop punk type band. And they're definitely on the come up. They're doing pretty well. And I always like have been supporting them and just like friends with those dudes. And I always told them like, yo, if you guys start to make it one day, like fucking bring me along, you know, like always like hitting <laughs> that kind of shit. But uh, they always ask me like to do merch and like help them out with driving and just like go on the on tour with them. So once I actually quit my job to do the whole, you know, to move home. And once again, I just had more time. They asked me if I wanted to do merch. So last June, I like spent a whole month traveling like the whole country, even up into Canada too, where mm. I did get hassled once again. But we did like a whole country wide tour and I just did like did their merch, which is, you know, a nice, it's nice for at least like a, to get a little bit of money right now while I'm not working and that kind of thing. For but sure. I've been traveling a lot with that. And when I'm on tour, I definitely bring my skateboard and like try to get it, mm. try to like hit parks and stuff or even like skate before their shows go on mm-hmm. but it's been like literally it's funny how like i took like one year off and i think i've seen more of the world or at least not i shouldn't say the world but more of the u.s or this country than i've seen in my whole life so that's been really cool sick man it's definitely been a, a huge shift and like a huge pace change this year of my life but i'm super down for it and i love it yeah for sure well, yes sir well sick i think we're gonna have to wrap this up pretty soon zach this has been an absolute pleasure man but 
before we Thank completely you. wrap things up, we got to go into the Ender story. Yeah. I know, I know. And I literally, I like knew we were going to sit down and do this podcast today or whatever. And <laughs> I was like, man, I hope I don't get this story wrong because <laughs> I feel like I ramble and talk so much. I feel like I always like when I tell this story, if I do, I always like miss like a detail that's actually like crucial to like the ending of the story or something else. <laughs> So, I don't know. If you remember something I don't, like, please feel free to stop me. Or if you think it's, like, vital to the story, fucking stop me and, like, we'll touch on it. But sure. otherwise, I'll just tell it and then we'll wrap this shit up. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, as we were just talking about, uh, I went on, like, that month-long Canada snow skate tour, the really warm one. And on the way through, we made it a point to stop in Minneapolis to see our boy Eric. And I think it was it was just me and Josh at that time. Yep. We didn't meet up with the Canadian homies yet, but went to Minneapolis. I think it was, was it too warm to snow skate or what the fuck were we doing? Were we even snow skating? We tried, but there wasn't really enough snow. I think we had the temps for it, but it just didn't really snow enough that season to really be able to skate. Oh, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, it was definitely, yeah, we like didn't even have any snow. It was, it was freezing that weekend. Yeah, it was really Actually, cold. It was so cold. Yeah. So as snow skaters do when they're not snow skating in the winter, I guess we were drinking a little bit that weekend for sure. <laughs> we're definitely having a few drinks. But um, the moment I arrive in Minneapolis, I'm like, dang, I should probably get Tinder. That's what all the kids are doing. <laughs> so um, I get Tinder, and I think literally within like five minutes, I like match this girl, and she's immediately just like, come over. And I've used Tinder a little bit in the past before that. Like if I'm traveling, I'll use it once in a while. And I was thinking, like, yeah, like, this is this is how Tinder should go. Like, fuck yeah, finally someone knows how to use this shit. Like, someone's, someone wants just to get right to the point, and I'm down. So this girl is kind of just like, yeah, like, let's meet up or whatever. And I'm like, word. And, like, that night goes by, we don't. I think we go out drinking or whatever, and I'm, like, telling her no. But, like, the next night comes along, and she's like, dude, are you coming over tonight? And I'm just like, ugh. Like, I'm still iffy. I'm still afraid. I'm definitely nervous. I've never actually like, met up with a girl on Tinder. So I was like, dude, I don't know. But I have, luckily, I have a good friend named Eric who's really pushing for me to go. <laughs> He's all about it. He's I like, may or may not have been egging you on at this time. This is true. Yeah. And I'm sure alcohol <laughs> was definitely a factor. Like, I think, like, that night first, we did go out drinking. Yes, we Josh, did. That's actually pretty crucial to stories because Josh got fucked up. Josh got <laughs> super fucking drunk. And that'll come into play later. But we get back from the bar that night, and the girl's like, you coming over? And it's late. It's, like, bar close. So it's, like, 2. And I'm like, dude, I don't think so. Like, I don't think I can do it. But Eric really persuades me. And did I do that? You, did I do that? Yeah, you're at the point where you were going to buy me an Uber there. Yeah, that's true. I did that. <laughs> so, but I think the girl did anyways. I was like, dude, don't worry about it. And I tried to use my credit card, but it, like, wasn't complying with Uber for some reason. So the girl literally bought me one or something. <laughs> so I get picked up. I drive, like, a little, like, between three to five miles across town. The Uber driver is, like, some fucking really nice dude who's like a youtube up-and-coming youtube star who knows he's probably <laughs> famous right now he was like all about like his youtube career and shit like that he's just telling me all about it not relevant to the story but kind of funny and then uh, i get there and she's like in these nice new apartments in minneapolis and i'm just like whoa ritzy cool and it's also like negative five degrees out in wind chill i remember just freezing so i'm like trying to find her house i like finally get there she like buzzes me up and uh I get up to her place and she like opens up the door and when she opens up the door, she's just not really what she appeared to be like on the Tinder profile. <laughs> she definitely wasn't like my type, I guess I could say. I was just like, oh, you know, whatever. I'll still chill though. I'm not going to be an asshole. And she's like, dip. 
but she like invites me in and stuff and she's definitely shit faced i'm pretty lit up as well but we're just like chilling there and at that moment immediately i'm just thinking like how do i get out of this without being an ass like i need to get out of here though and i don't know how and it's like two in the morning and i'm texting eric i'm like eric listen like keep the doors open whatever you got to do i'm coming home tonight for sure though so like you know keep your phone on loud whatever you got to do and eric's like yeah dude i'm about to go to bed but like i'll have my phone on loud like right next to me like don't worry dude (laughs) thanks man so i'm like in and we're chilling for a second all of a sudden like the microwave goes off i'm like oh she's cooking something and she's like just drunkenly pulls out like this plate of like so many chicken nuggets are like <laughs> dinosaur shaped and she's just like eating them like with her eyelids like i think they're like half open i swear i don't know maybe she wasn't as drunk as i'm picturing in my head but she was just like eating these chicken nuggets and then she's like you want some i'm just like uh no i'm good i'm fine <laughs> and she's like all right whatever and like so we're just chilling she's like in her pajamas and she's like watching that like oj simpson thing that was on netflix at the time that was pretty popular and so she like finishes like her huge plate of chicken nuggets and we sit down on her couch and I'm like at one end of the couch and she's at the other end. <laughs> like we're not even by each other at all. And I'm just literally like texting my other friends in like a group chat and I'm asking them like, dude, like what do I do? Like how do I get out of this without being an asshole? And they're all just like, yo, like just fuck it, bounce. You're never going to see her again. But I was like, ah, dude, I can't. I can't be like an asshole if this happens to her all the time. And then... I'm like looking at my phone and my battery's start, starting to die. And I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of here soon. Like, I gotta figure this out. And as you know, I was saying earlier, I knew I couldn't even like just get an Uber because like my card was not working with it. So I'm like exhausting my options, trying to figure out like what to do. She's like kind of still like motioning for me to like, oh, like come by her and stuff like that. She like puts her legs over me and things like that. And I'm still like thinking like, how do I get out of this? I'm literally Googling at this time on Google, like, how to get out of a Tinder date. I didn't know where else to turn. I'm like, this has to happen all the time. Like, there's got to be a fucking, there's got to be like a fucking forum for this, you know? I don't know. This would have been the oldest. Probably would have posted on the premiere forums. Maybe they would have. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. So, uh, eventually, like, she's like, okay, I'm like going to bed. Like, it's like four in the morning at this time. It's late. And she's like, I'm going to bed, like, kind of like, you know, hinting, like, do you want to come with me? And I'm just like, yo, like, I got to get up and like get to Canada. Like, I told her I was kind of like on a snow skate trip. I'm like, I just got to catch like, we got to get into Canada like early tomorrow. Like I think I said like I had a train or something even, which is a total <laughs> lie. I think we were staying there for like two more days in Minneapolis, but I just told her that and I was like, all right, so I'm getting out of there. But so I bounce and I leave and I get out of there and mind you, I have no escape plan. I don't have anything planned when I'm, when I get out of there, I'm like, I'll figure it out then, but I'm on 1% battery and I don't know what the hell to do. And I'm on like, I don't even know if I were to walk in whatever, how many mile direction. I don't even know how to get to Eric's house because my phone's going to die if I ever tried so immediately i'm like okay i don't uber's not working i'll try lyft so i download lyft and at this point i'm literally just like walking down the sidewalk it's freezing out and i'm trying to download lyft and it's so fucking cold out and it's taking forever so i just hop into the lobby of like a different apartment building like a block away from her place and then like right when lyft downloads i try to like make an account login and my phone fucking dies and i'm just like oh shit (laughs) what the fuck do i do so i'm like sitting there thinking and i'm like like i'm looking around to see if there's like any any like restaurants that are open maybe i can like find a place to charge my phone but there's nothing like it's once again it's four in the morning there's nothing so i just like suck it up i walk a block back to her apartment and i just buzz her like her room number until she finally answers like a minute later like i wake her up out of like a dead sleep she's like hello and i'm just like hey my phone died <laughs> she's like really like i can tell she's kind of bummed and I'm like, yeah, like my phone died i don't know my uber didn't show up because i told her i had an uber coming 
So finally she's nice enough. She like rings me back up. I get up there and like I go to like the area I was just sitting at. She's like, oh, there's a charger over there. Of course, where I was sitting the whole fucking night. <laughs> there's a charger sitting right there. I didn't even see. And she's like, yeah, go ahead and charge your phone. She like crawls back into bed. I like plug in my phone. And literally by the time I like try to say like the next word to her, maybe like 20 seconds later, she's already like snoring. And I'm just like, all right. <laughs> so she's already in bed. And I just like sit there and like I order the, the lift and I get it whatever like it says it's coming and i'm like cool so i like sneak out of there like let her sleep and i'm i walk downstairs and um the lift driver's like not coming and once again i'm like super low on battery like i charged just enough to get the shit done i'm still in one percent and the lift driver i can see him on the map you can see him coming he's like fucking flustered and he's like driving around the block and i'm like dude i'm not going in there again like I'm gonna fucking get here, dude. he like calls me he's like where are you i'm like dude listen you got to get here now i'm like here's what i see the dude's like got it he's fucking clutch he comes he shows up gets gets fucking right where i need to be picks me up cool now we're in the car together and like i don't know what happened but like the this is like a small detail but like i remember like the lift like fucked up the charge and i had no cash on me and i it was like a free ride i never got like charged for it i don't remember why like my card also got like fucked with that and yeah i don't know if the guy messed up might have been his fault but Regardless, it was like a free lift ride, and I felt so bad. I just like kept apologizing. I'm like, dude, like I know it's like five in the morning. I'm so sorry. I don't know why it's like I don't know what happened. I don't have any cash. Whatever. He drops me off, and now I'm like trying to call Eric. Eric's not answering. I'm still hanging on by one percent, but Eric's not answering his phone like he said he would. And of course, the doors are fucking locked to his house, and it's once again, it's like negative five. It's so damn cold out, and so I go up to the front door. I'm like, oh, maybe he left the front one open nope go to the back one nope go up to the front porch where josh is like drunkenly sleeping like a, his face is like maybe a half a foot away from the window <laughs> he's sleeping on the couch and i can see him so i'm just like pounding on the window like a, so fucking loud i'm like josh like wake up but he's too drunk and he does not wake up and i'm like fuck so then i'm just calling eric again until literally i think my phone just died and i was like well here goes me. I guess I'm fucking dying out here in the cold. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And so I go back around to like Eric's lobby way. There's like a little entry where you can like take off your shoes and stuff. Like, you know, when you walk into because you live, he lives, or you still live there, right, Eric? Yep. You live in a duplex thing. So there's like a common area where you walk into and then you can either go upstairs or downstairs. That's mm -hmm. open. So instead, I just go like downstairs, like into the basement where like the laundry is. And it might be maybe like at least 30 degrees warmer outside than outside but dude it's still fucking cold down there you yeah my basement is freezing in the winter yeah <laughs> it's so cold dude i'm freezing and i'm down there and i it's like five in the morning no one's answering so i don't know what to do so i just like take a rug that's like on your like cement floor and just, like, put it over me and i'm like laying on my side on like a cold cement floor with like an ugly ass rug like <laughs> my body doing nothing and i'm still freezing and i think i fell asleep for maybe like a half hour or something but most of the time i'm just sitting there and then suddenly it's like seven in the morning not suddenly it felt like forever but it was seven in the morning and i hear some footsteps upstairs and i like run up to like the door like a dog i'm just like, upstairs, like waiting to be let in and i'm just like pounding on it and i can hear Whoever it is walking so close to the door, literally like they're like about to touch it. I'm like, what? The? I'm literally yelling. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, let me the fuck in. <laughs> and finally, like, it probably goes on for like two minutes. I'm like, dude, let me the fuck in. And finally, like, the door opens and it's Josh Oaks and he's just looking at me. Like, he must have probably even still been like kind of drunk. He's just looking at me and he's holding like paper towel and like some cleaning supplies. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, let me the fuck in, dude. And he's like, dude, something happened. I'm sorry. I'm just like, what? <laughs> He's like, dude, I just pissed all over. 
He's like, dude, I just like pissed my pants in Eric's cup. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Let me in. I'm freezing. And so he lets me in, and like now there's not even like a couch for him to sleep on, and Eric has like wood floors, and I just fucking fall asleep on the wood floor, and I think he like tried to clean the couch, and eventually he just went to bed too, and that was pretty much it. I got like no sleep. And I, I, we did not snow skate the next day. I don't think. <laughs> and that's pretty much that. That was my only ever tender oh, experience, yeah. and. I don't know, maybe I'll get back on the horse someday, but right now, <laughs> I'm not too keen on Tinder. <laughs> Any shout-outs or thank yous before we wrap up? Yeah, I'll give quick shout-outs, I guess. Uh, Shout-out call- to all the day one Snowskate homies that got me into it, even though they'll probably never hear this. <laughs> uh, just the, all the homies, all the Snowskate crew. I don't think I, I kind of failed to mention this, but just like, you know, all the homies that I Snowskate with, like Jeremy and Danny and chancellor and neil and just like all those dudes that literally we had such a tight like group of snow skaters in this area which is probably something that's not common so i'm super grateful for all those dudes and then you know now where they're at in snow skating jeremy obviously being pro danny still fucking getting it killing it chancellor's been snow skating again this year which is so much fun neil still does it when he can so i'm super hyped on those dudes so shout out to all the snow skate homies um Shout out to obviously like Ambition and Grip All for always having my back. Those guys are the best. I'm fucking super grateful for them. Uh, who else? I don't know. Shout out to Hot Mulligan and Charmer, two of the bands that have been helping me out this year, taking me along and doing all that stuff. That's been really fun. And shout out to the Snowskate Source for doing this because I am so hyped on it. Dude, Not, thank you. Okay, that sounded narcissistic. Not like for me having a podcast. I mean, I'm hyped on what you guys are trying to do for Snowskating and just archiving and, you know, having a fucking place solely dedicated to having all the snowscape media in one spot again and that's something i feel like we've lacked for a long time so i'm hyped mm. on you guys oh dude thank you yeah first Super and foremost hooked. thank you to <laughs> thanks to you zach thank you for being the inaugural guest yeah. on the snowscape source podcast i know that that's uh that's a lot to take on but it's most appreciated that you stepped up and were the guy um, no, i'm i'm flattered dude thank you so much for having me like do dude. this it's just kind of like i said it's almost weird to like I feel like I just talked so much. Like, you're going to have to edit this shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you were great. You were great. Uh, big shouts out to Rob Provo for letting us use the intro and outro music. Uh, Marissa Schoen for designing the Snowskate Source logo. Her work is found at marissashoen.com. And Andrew Nelson for agreeing to part- partner with me on the Snowskate podcast. This has been a, a hell of a venture so far, yeah. but I appreciate you uh, being hyped and uh, sticking with me here. Here's to more to come. <laughs> that's us oh, cheers hell, oh, yeah. hell yeah <laughs> Lucky. picked up some beers water here. Like a nerd. hell yeah you're a nerd <laughs> <laughs>